everyone it is episode 99 of thirst and goal can you believe it i cannot believe it ben episode 99 one more away from 100 and uh, my name is friday across the table from me is ben wearing his steelers gear as usual what a red hot start ben and we are a show about football whiskey and beer reviews you'll get everything you need to know about the nfl and become a whiskey and beer expert like us yes that is a great intro ben that is a great (laughs) intro that you wrote right there expert is being a little generous expert is a little generous i I think we're uh you know we're two regular guys that are just sampling as we go that's true i just use skip bayless and Colin Cowherd as the bar. So if they pass as experts, I suppose we can pass as experts as well. Uh, but yeah, we do this podcast every single week, bringing you NFL news and wonderful reviews of scotches, bourbons, rise in the second half of the show. Friday, how was your week this week? It was a good week, Ben. It was a good week. I actually felt like it just flew by. Oh, that's a good week when it yeah. flies by. What about you? Uh, it was a long, <laughs> long week. It actually was. Uh, anytime there's a slow week, it's always followed by a long week, uh, but we have a holiday coming up, uh, although it'll be an interesting holiday this you know, coming week. It won't be the, the traditional Thanksgiving that we're all used uh, to, uh, but at least there's a Steeler game on there Thursday, is. and there is some time off from work, I hope, for most of us. Frane, unfortunately, has to work on Friday. Uh, what are you going to do? But, um, Just got to do it. Exactly. Exactly. What are you drinking over there, Frank? Uh, tonight, Ben, I, I'm still, I'm continuing to drink the Sazerac rye with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of club soda. Oh, I got to watch your figure. Yeah, you know, I got to Coming watch up it. on Thanksgiving. I know. I'm going to be eating just a little bit. Well, not as much. You know, we're not going to have the same crowd that we would usually have, but I'll be eating for sure. Yeah. Your mother's not going to make steak, lasagna, ham, <laughs> turkey. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be the same, <laughs> the same, the same menu as before, but, uh, you know, I'll definitely be eating with on Thanksgiving. Charcuterie and everything <laughs> else that she normally puts out. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking the Plymouth gin that Franny was so, so kind to get for me. It's a Plymouth gin. It's from the United Kingdom. It's a, I mean, it's really a nice, winter. nice winter it, gin. Uh-huh. I don't I've know got, the difference really, but yeah. Uh, you know, winter, you want a little bit more spice, a little bit more juniper, a little bit more uh, botanicals in there to just to, to take the edge off the cold winter air. <laughs> uh, and I actually also have a sprig of fresh rosemary mm-hmm. from Frane's uh, quote unquote garden yeah. uh, that I have in there as well with a little bit of lime and hey, a little did, bit of did, full tonic. You didn't do what you did last week, though, where you burned a little bit of the yeah. rosemary, put your glass over it. And uh, just let the the smoke sort of uh, you know cover the inside of the glass. Actually, that's you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold that rosemary uh, for next week. Let it, oh, dry, let it dry out, huh? Put it out the and sun. then burn it, and then uh, try that sunny, again next week. But that's a little a trick. Sunny week. It's going to be a sunny, nice, sunny week yeah. in in Southern California. So you could just leave it out here. Let it dry up. You know, if there's any fungus growing on it, maybe not touch it. Just but burn it, it off. Is, exactly. Well, yeah, it's a little trick for you folks out there that like your you know like your you know rosemary flavored. Uh, cocktails doesn't have to be a gin and tonic. Take some dried rosemary, light that on fire, get it to smoke, blow it out, put your glass over top of the rosemary as it's smoking and smoldering, and it'll you know it'll really coat the glass with a nice wintry mm-hmm. holiday cheer. Yeah, it smelled really good last week though, actually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I should have done that. I had the ice in the glass before uh, I realized it. Yeah, you could have. 
tossed it out. We have plenty uh, of ice. That's true. <laughs> that's true. What are we going to talk about tonight, Franny? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have our NFL Week 10 recap and our Week 11 picks, along with the betting lines, Ben. So we've moved up Ben's betting corner a little bit sooner in the show when we talk about the game. So we'll talk about the picks as well or the betting lines. And we also have our shot of the week, Ben, which is in honor of the undefeated Steelers. As long as they remain undefeated, we will keep bringing these spicy shots. Ben loves these these shots. And I think it's appropriate. Red hot start, red hot shots. And we also have our beverage of the week, which is a scotch. It is the Glen Roth's 12 Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Ben, you actually got this because you lost a bet a few weeks ago. I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. And then we, Antonio we, we Brown. Antonio I thought Brown. he would score a touchdown in his first full game with the Bucks. I think he had one catch, right? I think yeah. he had maybe one catch in that game. So you lost that bet. And it was your birthday, actually. So you had a little bit to drink that, That's true. that night. That's and true. so you were just making dumb bets all around. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is expected. I got a little ways to go to make it's up like, for some, it's like when some you're bets in Vegas. I made that It's week. like when you're in Vegas, you're sitting at the roulette table, you're drunk, you're like, whatever, I'll just put my money all over the table. And that's kind of what you did. With this, you're like, yeah, Antonio Brown's going to score 17 touchdowns. Yeah, the gift that keeps on taking. Yeah, exactly. And we also have our beer of the week, which is another offering from Einstock. We've loved everything so far from Einstock. I mean, I just can't, I, I can't give this brewery enough credit. I mean, they're from Iceland. You wouldn't expect much from them, but everything has been excellent from them. Yeah, everything. Everything. I mean, everything in their line. The ales, the pale ale, the the white ale, yeah. the... The, the the porter port. yeah uh, and now we have this Doppelbach. I yeah. mean I'm hoping this will be good but I have no reason to believe that it won't be I'm excellent sure it will be delicious and it has uh, some nice uh, Christmas graphics on there it's a little bit greenish in color usually they have the blue and the white sort of tone um, but it's you know there's a little a little um, uh, a little Rudolph nose oh on, is there yeah on, on the on the can on the uh, on the Viking on the can itself, and we also have our housekeeping band to finish up the show. Yes, that'll hopefully be about two hours from now rather <laughs> than three hours from now. So we are trying to truncate down a little bit. the show a, a little, little bit, bit. Although we might fail. Yeah, we might <laughs> fail. Uh, but the you know first half of the show is NFL, second half is our, uh, quote, expert, unquote, reviews <laughs> of Browns and beers as well as Fridays. They're reviews, for sure. They're definitely reviews. Yeah. Expert. We'll get there. But I've watched a lot of reviews, and these are as good as <laughs> most of the expert reviews. We give you our honest take yeah. on the beers and the browns that we taste. And most of the reviewers you'll see on you know, YouTube or you know, if you're reading their blogs, they get the booze for free, so mm-hmm. they are incented to give you a good review. We pay out of pocket for all of these, yep. so we will give you our honest review. Until some, you know, distilleries start sending us things that we review, and you know, and who knows? Then our review five stars, five stars for all of them for, for the George Dickel, George Dickel, five Dickel. stars. Uh, that was yeah. the worst. If you see one the yet, George Dickel on the shelf, and you think, oh, that rye might be good, it is not. Unless George Dickel wants to send us yeah. free booze, five stars for George Dickel. Exactly. All right, Friday. What's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Yeah, we had a little bit. I mean, it wasn't really a crazy week this week, thank goodness. Uh, you know, there are a bunch of folks out on the COVID reserve list, uh, but a pretty sparse week of news. So that's actually good news given what's going on in the world as we speak. So the NFL is continuing to roll along, but we have a couple of big injuries on the quarterback front. 
Drew Brees with multiple broken ribs and a collapsed lung. Ribs broken on both sides of his sternum and a collapsed lung. Uh, The imaging, according to the report, showed five rib fractures and a collapsed lung uh, for Brees this past week. And there's fear that he has more fractured ribs as well. Uh, The doctor's conclusions informed the Saints' decision this week to place the 40-year-old quarterback on injured reserve. Uh, Also, Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although he appears to be very bruised and battered, no major injuries there. Uh, It looked uglier than it was carted off the field. Uh, this week in the game against the Vikings, Vikings, uh, Vikings official Twitter uh, response was bear down, <laughs> which got a lot of people in the Windy City in. I don't understand why. Why would be? I mean, they're division rivals. You know, yeah. I mean, if if that I mean, obviously the injury when I saw Nick Foles go down, I, I wasn't exactly sure what was wrong. It didn't look like anything serious. I thought maybe he like, you know, bruised. A kidney or something. Yeah, I, it, I don't know. I mean, he, he was it looked, slammed. It looked rough for a minute. He was slammed to the turf. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's about what thirty years old or so. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. He's not a young, spry guy like you know the Kyler Murrays of the world, who was also a little banged up. Um, but you know, I didn't think it looked serious. I mean, if it was like a Dak Prescott injury, I'd say you know that's 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 you definitely shouldn't yeah. write that kind of stuff on your Twitter. But oh, for sure. You know, as a rival, you know, if if the Eagles wrote that or the Cowboys wrote that or whoever in the NFC East and in, in you know in, in, in in that division, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disappointed. I don't know why people. Were yeah, people all are a little about over that. oversensitive a little in the too, Chicagoland yeah. area. But I mean, I it was my uh, take on that that you know that that Matt Nagy finally succeeded in what he's been trying to do all year, which is to to finally kill Nick Foles. It appears that is his offensive strategy for that team <laughs> is to see how many times he can get Nick Nick Foles painfully on his backside and Teddy Bridgewater uh, knee injury. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul was fined, I think, about $15,000 for a low hit on Bridgewater. Bridgewater is questionable to play this week. But what do you think about that Drew Brees injury? Clearly a significant injury. Placing him on the IR. He'll be gone for at least three weeks, probably Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. than that. But he will be missing this week for the Saints. What do you think about that? That's kind of a big deal. That is a big deal. And it looks like they're uh, planning to start Taysom Hill. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. I, I thought for sure Winston would start. I, I, I thought he would. I mean, he did. He's come an in. actual quarterback. It, it, Taysom Hill has he never throws the football. I mean, he's basically a running back for that team, and he's a great running back yeah. for that team. Alvin Kamara is also a great running back for that team. <laughs> That's true, but maybe the best. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just I, I want I, I'm interested to see how Taysom Hill will react as the starter for the Saints because the guy never throws the football. I yeah. want to see how accurate this guy actually is. How good could he have been if he was an actual quarterback and not just a running back? Yeah. Much. I mean, and catching a couple passes here and there. Uh, I mean, if anybody can scheme up an offensive game plan that will put the ball in his hands and get the ball out of his hands in a way that makes him successful. And Peyton was able to do it with Bridgewater last year. If there's a, if there is a head coach out there besides himself, maybe Andy Reid, that would be able to make this a success. Mm-hmm. It's Sean Payton, mm-hmm. uh, but it's this is a big blow, I think, to that Saints team. Although most, I mean, I teams would be happy to have Teddy would be happy to have Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and Drew Brees as yeah. their one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, considering what the Eagles have in reserve, Steelers or Frane, as you may or may not know, is an Eagles fan. I am a Steelers fan. Uh, we would gladly take Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston as our backups. Although you have Jalen Hurts. I, yeah, I, uh, I think I'd, I'd stick with Jalen Hurts. Jalen yeah. Hurts but, Maybe you would, though, yeah. Ben. But you with, Charlie, definitely... with Charlie Batch and Mason Rudolph <laughs> back there. Not Charlie Batch. Uh, Joshua <laughs> you're going, Dobbs. You're going way back. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph 
and Devlin Hodges out there on the practice squad. I think he might still be on the practice squad. But I mean, squad. how bad is Jameis Winston? I mean, the guy started in the how NFL could he for not what? Start, four, four or five years. I mean, he was a starter for four or five years in Tampa Bay. 30 and at, 30. At, at 30 for 30, but he did throw 30 touchdowns. He threw 30 interceptions as well. And um, he played okay. I mean, he, he filled in. And, and we saw what, uh, you know, what they did last year um, in in uh, Peyton's, uh, or actually Breeze's absence. Um, you know, where they went five and zero, but Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, and we see what Teddy Bridgewater has yep. done in in Carolina. He's actually played very well uh, this year, and we'll see how how Taysom Hill fills in. But I would still, I would still start Winston. Yeah, I he mean, I, more, it's a shocking decision. More experience, and we we don't know yet. That's just a rumor. He's been taking snaps in practice as the starter. Never know. Maybe Jameis will come in. Maybe they're just giving uh, you know Taysom Hill some practice to actually throw the ball down the field because that's something he never does. Yeah, I mean, it, it just shocks me. I mean, I, I, I assumed, especially with what I was reading, you know, earlier on in the week that Winston would get the start and Hill would be there, you know, playing a much more significant role than he does when Breeze is a starter. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a shocker mm-hmm. to, to learn that Taysom Hill is going to start. Maybe they want to figure out what they have in Taysom Hill, although they've already paid him, I think, uh, 12 plus million dollars for the next two or three years. So they're locked up with him one way or the other. But I mean, this this, you know, the Saints... With the Buccaneers playing well, the Packers playing well, the Seahawks playing, maybe playing well again. Uh, you know, the, the Saints probably were hopeful they might get that bye week. But if they lose some number of games when Breeze is out, mm-hmm. you know, that could really put their playoff chances of going deep. Possibly. You know, possibly with, in, with in, an extra in a little bit of jeopardy. Team. With an extra playoff team, if they do make the playoffs still, I mean, with Breeze coming back, I mean, you know, this injury... You know, I hate to say a blessing in disguise, but it gives him a little bit of rest. Too. Yeah, because he because couldn't get the ball ten yards downfield at exactly. the end of last season. He didn't look that great at the end of last season, and you know, it it really def- definitely gives him a little bit of you know rest on the sideline when he comes back at the end of the season. It might bode well for this uh, for the Saints. Uh, yeah, we shall see. I mean, what do you think about the Nick Foles injury with with Mitchell? Don't call me Mitch Trubisky. Still probably not ready to go. Uh, and you saw what they got out of whatever his name is, the third string quarterback mm-hmm. last yeah, week. Well. Just looked like a scared animal out there, uh, you know, running and darting Danucci. through freeway traffic. <laughs> Danucci's available. <laughs> Devlin Hodges is available. Uh, but whoever that was, whose name escapes me right now, uh, did not look like they were ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this could be... Uh, you know, even bigger problem for the Bears who are on a pretty big skid here, considering the fact that their yeah. offense is just non-existent. No. And Defense Foles is doing good, the best he could do. But offense, yeah. I mean, their offense is, they're just not very good. Yeah, desperately in need of an offensive coordinator that actually knows what they're doing. But poor Nick Foles yep. constantly, you know, play calls that have him standing in the pocket far too long, and he just keeps getting whacked time and time and time again. I think I texted Franny, you know, when I saw the, when I first saw the play, I was like, you know, Matt Nagy, Finally killed Nick yep. Foles, yep. which has been my fear. Going, just get through this season, Nick, and then figure out what you're going to do next year. But wow, I mean, mm-hmm. he has been under pressure all year long. And what do you think about Bridgewater uh, potentially not being able to start for the Carolina Panthers this week? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're not really going anywhere, you know, this year. Um, you know, Chicago actually had a chance; they had a good start to the season. Um, but, uh, as far as Bridgewater, if he can or cannot play, it doesn't really make a, a huge difference for that team. Like it does for the saints with breeze being out or with the, with the bears having Nick Foles out. Yeah. They got the lions this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, that's it. Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to move on? I think so. This is a long running, uh, gag on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You just can't let anything go, Ben. I cannot. 
Uh, but I, I was reading something this week. I just was wondering if we could get your take on it. Uh, it's week, you know, going into week 11, you know, essentially two thirds of the season will be gone at the end of the, you know, at the end of this week. And I wanted to go over the NFL quarterback power rankings from the sporting news with you and see if you agree or disagree with these power rankings this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. I agree with that. I don't think I don't know how many people would actually disagree with that. I I mean I, I'd still put Russell Wilson there. I mean I would, I would he would be you know definitely top three for sure. Yeah, I would I would still I still think Russell Wilson. I, well, you with think, the talent you that think he's got, Roethlisberger should team. be number one. Well, he should definitely be you know in the top five. Although you will see that he is not for uh, some odd reason. Uh, number two, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hey, who's Aaron? You think he should be number one? He's playing pretty well, you know, 116.4 passer rating, 8.2 yards per attempt this year. But I still think Aaron Rodgers gets a little more love than he deserves this late in his career. Uh, Number three, Russell Wilson. You mean, do you really think Russell Wilson, you know, I know he had three bad games in a row, Mm -hmm. uh, but do you think Russell Wilson should be behind Drew Brees at this point? Uh, was, or not Drew Brees, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think at this point in the season, because of that little skid that he had, I think uh, it does it does place him at number three right now. I mean, if he that would, I mean he threw quite a few interceptions and and uh, had a few turnovers. Yeah, yeah three just fumble <laughs> three and, just yeah, in it, the last the game they lost to. Uh, yeah, fumbles, yeah. interceptions. I mean, the, I mean, look, he's he's a spectacular quarterback. Um, but right now at this point in the season, I might put him just behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All right. I still, I still got the love for, for Russell Wilson. Uh, number four, Josh Allen. That's pretty interesting. How much should we talk that about? That is fucking high, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's played great. I he mean, has he had, played he had great. Bit, he, had, he had a couple but, of games. But he, that's high. Yeah, it, it is high. But, I mean, look at look at the team. I mean, what are they, 7-2 right yep. now? 7-3. Seven 7-3 three. Seven three right now. Um, but, I mean, he has definitely turned it around this season. I mean, we did talk a lot of shit about Josh Allen. We told, we said that he was the problem. Well, he looked like Danucci with, in the playoffs yeah. last year. Well, we said he was the problem with the Bills, but he's definitely turned it around this season. Yeah, he's actually looked really good. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs has been a godsend oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for that team. Uh, Kyler Murray coming in yeah. at number five, way too high, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Why would he? Why is he too high? I, I just, it's still, he's a second-year player. I know they had some big, you know, some big wins this season, uh, but I still think he's got a little ways to go in terms of, you know, you know, well, it's not just tenure. Pressure-packed just... moments and being able to, to to deliver the ball in the moments that count. Well, he did. He did well. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, DeAndre yeah, Hopkins and yeah, bad well, defense. Uh, well, no. Well, it was good defense. But DeAndre Hopkins is a phenomenal wide receiver who went up for the ball and got it. I mean, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he that knew where he was throwing the ball. He knew who he was throwing it to. Uh, but you know, I, I think also Kyler Murray this year has been amazing. Yeah, I can't. Maybe I won't argue with that one, but I will argue with the next one. Number six, Deshaun Watson coming in at number six. Uh, Given that they only have two wins and they yeah. both came against the Jaguars this year, yeah. I'm not sure how Deshaun Watson finds his way into the top ten. Yeah, he's a good quarterback, but uh, you know some bad coaching this year. And, you know he's he's also missing DeAndre Hopkins. So you know you take DeAndre Hopkins off the team, you see what kind of quarterback he sort of is, and and you know where it puts Kyler Murray when you have receivers like that. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I might place him a little bit lower on this list, yeah, but I definitely he's a good quarterback. Would. That was the first one that jumped out at me. Seven, Derek Carr. Vegas I, Raiders. I, might have, I mean, he's playing pretty well, but there are some quarterbacks coming up 
that I think could probably flip flop with Derek Carr. Yeah. What do you think about like, Carr at seven? I I don't agree with him at number seven. But the next one up, Matt Ryan, I would probably place him at seven. Put yeah. Derek Carr right below, or put Derek Carr right below Tom Brady too. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but a little high on this list. And Deshaun Watson shouldn't be in the top ten. Uh, number eight, Matt Ryan. That's you know seven yeah. or eight. That's probably where he belongs. Yeah. Number nine, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Just cracking the top ten yeah. there. He's shown his age a little bit this year. I think so. I mean, and getting blown out twice this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, blown out twice this season. I think. I I think that's a little high for Tom Brady, given so. the talent level on that team. Number ten. Oh, oh, here we go, Ben. <laughs> and we don't need to go through all thirty-two of these. Maybe we can only go through the you know go through the top ten and a couple you know eleven, twelve to see what what guys are there. Because after you after you pass this, it doesn't much matter. But what do you think about Ben Roethlisberger coming in? The nine and O Steelers. Yeah, I know. I know. Coming in four slots, four slots behind Deshaun Watson. Yeah, who's I, got I would, two wins on the season. I would probably place Deshaun Watson just about at number ten. You know, move Roethlisberger up the list a little bit. I mean, we talked about it last week with him. You know, being an MVP candidate, and why not? I don't understand why people don't talk about him. And you made a very good argument last week with that, Ben. It blows my mind. I mean, listen to what the sport. Look, listen to the analysis which is essentially Tom Brady over the last six seasons. <laughs> Roethlisberger doesn't measure up when it comes to still having a familiar big arm as his air yards are down, but he's embraced his Drew Brees-like role as a smart <laughs> distributor of the ball, knowing he can still make big plays by getting intermediate passes in the hands of Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. Are you it, fucking <laughs> kidding me? With Wild the, that, uh, Wild the, hate. The, the, uh, well, the, the quarterback that's at number nine... Yeah, won six Super Bowls <laughs> doing exactly what they're describing here when he was in his 30s and 20s. Exactly. Uh, you know, the fact that that the Steelers are not running the ball well and they're they're throwing the ball, you know, 6 to 10 to 15 yards down the field, eating up clock and, you know, matriculating the ball down the field and ultimately scoring points, I don't think should be something that works against Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, I just, the way that they're talking about him, is it's as if, He's got one leg in the casket, as if he's, and a, he's a game manager. Yeah, ben, yeah. which is what around what seems, the NFL pop yeah. game manager. Yeah. I'll give you your game manager. I mean, I come on, that. I don't agree. He's with that nine at all. and zero. He is their entire offense half the time in the second half when they just take the running backs off the field and they just go four and five wide, or they have a twelve man formation. You know, twelve guy, uh, twelve man, or what do you twelve personnel? Uh, but ultimately, they're only blockers in the game, and he's throwing the ball. I just think this is a ridiculous, ridiculously low no, yeah. ranking for a guy that's nine and zero has has he can still throw the deep ball. He threw one to Deontay Johnson down the sideline this past week. He's just not being asked to do it as much. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a fair ranking for sure. That's just it blows but my next mind. Up, nine and fucking zero. Next up, we can look nine at and number. <laughs> uh, yeah, put him at number ten. Yeah, well, get Deshaun Watson in there. He could beat the Jags. Uh, Justin Herbert at number eleven. I think that's. I think Justin Herbert should probably be up there where Deshaun Watson is. I mean, Justin Herbert, he was forced into action, and he's played. He's played amazing. I mean, they're uh, they've been very unlucky, in, and they in have quite a terrible head games, coach, and uh, not the greatest head coach. I mean, he hasn't made wise decisions this year, uh, or this season, or even last season, or the season before that. I mean, he's no Doug Peterson, <laughs> but, but uh, no. I mean, I, I've been very impressed with this kid, Ben, and you were talking about him. You know, before the draft, way before the draft, actually, that you wanted Justin Herbert for the Steelers, and you know the Chargers made a wise decision taking this guy. Yeah, for sure. But no, he's he's oh he's played amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I mean Joe Burrow, who's next, was the easy pick. Anybody could have taken Joe Burrow, but I actually think the Bengals would have been better off taking Justin Herbert. 
you know, but Justin Herbert's going to languish in Los Angeles for a long time. Uh, Burrow coming in at number 12. That's probably fair. Lamar Jackson coming in at 13. Yeah, I think, yeah. Probably I mean, fair. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Tannehill, 14. Yeah. Now let's, let's see, let's see how far Carson Wentz is. Kirk Cousins, 16. Jared Goff, 17. Tua, uh, Tunga Vailoa at 18. Cam Newton at 19. Cam Newton at 19. Philip Rivers at 20, Baker Mayfield at 21, Daniel Jones at 22, Carson Wentz at 23, right in front of Nick Mullins and <laughs> Joe Flacco. That- <laughs> right in front of Nick Mullins and Joe Flacco. So essentially worst in the league. That is that is pretty sad. That is pretty but that's where he belongs. He doesn't belong to be. I mean, he's he doesn't deserve to be any higher than that right now. The way he's played, he could be 32. I mean, he has the most turnovers yeah. in the league so far. Passer rating of seventy three point one. Uh, it's sad. That's our starting quarterback. Oh uh, well, you got Jalen Hurts in the wings. He's there, but he's there. Uh, I, I, we'll get there when we talk about the game. But I just thought you might find some of that interesting. Are uh, you ready to move on? Let's Friday? let's move on, Ben. All right. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles. Is there change coming after the Eagles' most recent? terrifying loss to the New York Giants. Uh, The thrill of 2017-18 has vanished. The novelty of Doug Peterson as a coaching rebel is stale. The reality that Carson Wentz is not going to be a superstar is clear, and the momentum from that Super Bowl championship has been spent. But if a lackluster, ineffective loss to what was a disaster, a two-win disaster proved anything on Sunday, it's that the Eagles officially have begun their U-turn. That will be official as soon as Peterson replaces Wentz with Jalen Hurts, a move that was destined the minute that Howie Roseman took the Heisman Trophy runner-up in the second round of the draft. From there, there will be more rebuilding and a coaching change down the road. With two weeks to prepare, the ever-creaky offensive line, (laughs) at least familiar at both tackle spots, with just all of the playma- with, with just about all the playmakers eligible and command of the NFC East there to be claimed, the Eagles were unable to convert even one, count it, one third down against the New York Giants this past week. Uh, appearing befuddled, as he so often does after games, Peterson blamed too many third and longs, as if that explained the flubbing of the third and shorts. Uh, then, as if to throw into question who exactly is coaching the team, he was asked about attempting a two-point conversion down by four points. Uh, that one I still don't understand. I don't know. It's, well, it's like that uh, the Steelers. Going, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Did he what? Did he did he or did he think he might be able to force an overtime with a safety? The thinking there, obviously, <laughs> Peterson said, was just to trust my guys upstairs. The thinking everywhere else, obviously, is that the guy downstairs makes the decision. Peterson was asked why he did not try a field goal on fourth and ten with four fifty six left as the Giants at the Giants thirty six and instead allowed Wentz to throw an incomplete pass to Rigar. His telling response after explaining that the wind was too uncooperative for the three point attempt. Peterson said the play is obviously part of the progression. We thought we had an opportunity there to make a play. I've just got to look at the tape and see because it is part of the progression. But this is also based on the decision of the quarterback to go there, too. So I have to go to the film and take a look. Uh, that sounded like a head coach weary of covering for a quarterback that the Eagles invested max money in five draft choices to acquire. I thought he played okay, Peterson added later. Franny, what say you about what is the identity crisis tailspin that is the Philadelphia Eagles? What is happening? I wish I knew Ben. 
I wish I knew what was happening. Obviously, the offensive line is banked up for you know quite a few weeks. There, we didn't have any receivers. They were all you know bench guys, and I, well, actually, actually, kind of helped us with you know finding Fulgham actually on the practice squad. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, the play calling has been terrible. Wentz has tried to do too much. Uh, we're not running the ball enough, even though we're doing a great job at running the ball. I mean, Miles Sanders, I think, has maybe the most uh, yards you know, per carry in the league right now. And they're just not utilizing him as they should. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's been it's been a very disappointing season to watch. I mean, our defense has failed at times. I mean, the Giants looked spectacular against us, and the Giants are a freaking three win team, just like we are right now. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just uh, um, a disgruntled Eagles fan. I don't know what the fuck the problem is, but it's time to make some changes. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, 2020, Miles Sanders got uh, 86 rushes for. 519 yards and three touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I just feel like the, the Eagles are... Uh, six, six, you know, six uh, yards per carry yeah. average. I mean, that's, but they, that's tops. I just feel like, you know, the Eagles are a college student cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, every single week, it's a little bit of that, a little bit of this, the throw a little uh, bit of that in. Actual, there's no plan. There's no recipe. And especially after a bye, I mean, there was no preparation. It looks like the team was unprepared going out there. They no like game plan. No, no identity. Every single game, they look like they're unprepared. They fall behind big, like they've been doing for, you know, last few seasons with Peterson at the helm. Um, there's no offensive coordinator. He's the one calling the plays on the field. And... He's calling terrible plays in the red zone. I mean, it's not all on Wentz. Yeah, but that two-point conversion was I don't, fucking... I don't, yeah, that, that made absolutely no sense. And and I read an article about that. I mean, that, that was, you know, all over, you know, Philadelphia news. I mean, it, it was it was inexplicable then. It was really well, I mean, you're down by four. It, it makes... It does, exactly. It, it just... I, I mean, you if you're, made da- a three point if you're down by... A three point game. If you're down by five, oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't... I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I seriously, the team just doesn't look like, like you said, they don't have an identity. They don't know what they're doing out there. I mean, I wish I knew. I wish there was an easy answer to this, but there really isn't because there is some talent on that team. Even with, you know, the guys that they lost, there's still some people <laughs> yeah. there. And you picked Jordan Howard up yeah, this exactly. week. Well, at least someone else had to pay the, you know, pay the, pay the, play the plane ticket for that. But, yeah. Uh, but maybe I mean that's the least of their problems. They're okay in a running game. They're okay in a running game. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Corey Clement out there. We don't need another running back. Yeah, we don't need that. You know, we need some corners that can cover. We need linebackers. We need receivers. You know, we don't need more yeah. running backs. But the defense hasn't played terrible. I mean, the defense uh, has not played great. They haven't played great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't played terrible. Yeah. Well, and I, I just feel Jim, like they have no identity. Are they a yeah. balanced offense that goes to their trick plays and the and the Peterson magic when they fall behind and they, and they call on Wentz to do more? Are they a are they a pass first team? Are they a run first team? I feel like every game it's just like he's throwing those those whatever you think those things you used to throw at the wall that sort of <laughs> slide down the wall. He, he's just throwing plays out there. He like going into the game, there isn't really a plan. Uh, you don't know is what type of team they are. It's much like the Cowboys. Like you know, Zeke is sort of a man on an island. You don't know going into a Cowboys game what who, what their identity is mm-hmm. anymore. You you think that with Prescott going down, it's going to be a lot of Zeke catching the ball out of the backfield as well as running the ball a, a ton with you know with Pollard backing him up. But it, but they're, now they're throwing the ball more and and they're not throwing the ball to Zeke at all. And I I feel like that's the case with with the Eagles. I, every time they start an offensive 
series, I don't have any idea what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what the Steelers are going to do? They're going to try to run the ball. If it's not successful, Roethlisberger is going to take over in the second half and try to score some points. Yep. But but their identity is to try to run the ball down a field. And I just don't I don't know what Peterson's plan is. I mean, do you think that that Frank Reich's departure is I just? I think so. I mean, look at the Eagles. Peterson uh, has to go. I yeah, mean, is it time for him? I mean, it's, you or know, bring it's, in a different offensive I, I just, coordinator. Yeah, maybe to actually just bring in an offensive coordinator. You know, you just you you you're the coach. Bring in the coordinator to call the plays on offense because he's obviously not doing it. I mean, you know, we we it, they're I mean they're three five and one right now. They're in first place, <laughs> but they're still three five and one. I mean, they basically mind boggling. I mean, their 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 record is basically five hundred since Frank Reich left. You know, yeah. And 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 they definitely need somebody in there to call the right plays to scheme up something. But it's just when they get into the red zone, I'm nervous because I know something stupid is going to happen. I know it's going to be either a bad play call yep. or an interception or something is going to happen. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, pressing a little bit, especially both with the play calling in on the field. Wentz is pressing a little bit, obviously. But, you know, I just feel like they've got to come up with an identity for the team. And in that division, I think there's a little bit of wiggle room where they can they can try to find their identity and stick with their identity for a game or two and get everybody on the same page and let the chips fall where they may because you could still end up winning that division in the long run. The Giants are playing a little better, but I still no, they're I, but, not. But the Eagles they they're are playing, playing a little better. bit better. The Eagles are just a bad football team, just like they are. Uh, well, but the Eagles are getting better week to week. No, they're not. They they're are, getting worse. They are getting a little <laughs> bit better. No, where? Where did you see them getting I better? I feel like Daniel Jones getting a little bit better. He's protecting the, the ball Giants better. The Giants or the Eagles? The Giants. Oh, okay, the Giants. He's protecting Maybe, the ball better. I guess. I mean, he actually made some nice you know, throws down the field in that last game where he was kind of uh, overthrowing or underthrowing guys. He wasn't very accurate the first time the Eagles played or even the week after that when the Giants played. I forget who they played. Uh, but he actually did connect with his receivers more in this past game. But, you know, the Eagles are a hot mess right now. Yeah, and I just feel like I agree with you. I think they have to figure out who they are and who they are should be leaning on the strength of the team, which right now is their running game. Yeah. And they and should be leaning it. on their running game and working the running game in as much as they can and both running the ball as well as uh, guys catching the ball out of the backfield because they've got Scott and they've got uh, Clement and they've got Miles, uh, Sanders? Miles Sanders and they should be using those guys yeah, a Miles lot Sanders, more rather than chucking it out there to Fulgham and a bunch of Miles scrubs. Sanders is a baller and they're just not utilizing him. I agree. Sorry to, sorry, but Jordan Howard, you know that he's going to save oh, the day. Yeah, he's 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 our savior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Friday. Are you ready to move on from uh, what on, used man. to be the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> All right. Well, this has got to find its way onto the agenda. Antonio Brown, my nemesis, my you know former best wide receiver, probably that the Steelers have ever had. Antonio Brown, the superstar wide receiver who recently returned to the NFL after a slew of off the field troubles, was accused last month of angrily destroying a surveillance camera at the gated community in Hollywood, Florida, in the Dirty Dirty, where he lives, and throwing his bicycle at a security oh. guard oh. shack. Oh. We're talking about David Oval of the Miami Herald reported. Uh, Hollywood police determined that it probable cause to charge Brown with misdemeanor criminal mischief for the October 15th incident, but the, re- the report said, but the Homeowners Association president declined to press charges, and according to the report, police saying she feared that Brown may retaliate against her employees. Sylvia Berman, the HOA president, downplayed the incident on Monday, saying it's not that we're afraid of Antonio Brown, Berman said. Instead, she said, 
The board thought the incident was too minor to press charges and Brown had agreed to replace the broken camera. A spokesperson for Brown said Monday that she had been or that she had has been assisting Mr. Brown for several months to resolve certain minor disputes with the housing authority. One of the issues involved difficulties that visiting friends and family experienced while attempting to access a visitor gate. That and all the other issues have been fully amicably resolved and everyone is getting along just fine. Spokeswoman Alana Burstyn said, adding, I'm not sure who is trying to promote this narrative, <laughs> this narrative. Yeah, this is brand new. No one ever thought that Antonio Brown had been up to something. In a second statement sent Monday evening, Brown spokesperson Alana Burstyn said, Antonio regrets that he lost his cool that day and he has made amends with the HOA. However, he is rightly concerned that he is routinely targeted by some for mistreatment aww, and undue scrutiny because he is Antonio Brown and he wants to be a good neighbor, a good citizen, and a good teammate. Frane, what say you? You know, accosting a security guard, chucking his bicycle up against a security gate, this all a month before he took the field with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is not weeks ago, months ago. This is just, this just happened. And Bruce Arian said he's been great. He's been a model citizen, but the second he's not, he's off the team. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I, I, I just love this type of stuff because I hope, I hope, I hope it turns into something more because uh, why Ben? Because he used to I'm be a Steeler and he has made my life miserable. He's made the league's life miserable. Uh, and it's just, I just don't think he's a good I'm person. He's a douchebag. Something more negative. Oh, there he's you are. A there you are. He's a douchebag. Uh, no, but I mean, this guy can't stay out of trouble. He can't stay out of trouble. A month ago. I mean, it's 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 great for the podcast because we always have something to talk about, especially Antonio Brown news. It's like nonstop. And it, he just, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. It's, I, I, it's, wait, you got it? <laughs> That's the new Antonio That's Brown. New, yeah, I still I have right some I, I have some other ones, but <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this guy. Hey, I, but you did call him a douchebag though, Ben, and per our drinking game agreement, signed in blood, we had a contract on the table, signed in blood. If you say anything negative, Ben, about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, or if you say anything negative about Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, or if I say anything uh, negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if Sonia on the podcast tonight, she'll eventually join us. If she has anything, if she has, says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. And Ben, you just called Antonio Brown a douchebag, and so that warrants a shot. And which, what are we drinking over there uh, tonight, Ben? We have a little bit of the bird dog blackberry flavored whiskey we had the strawberry one we also had the what was it mango what was it um it was a grapefruit, grapefruit strawberry that's what it was grapefruit strawberry probably the uh the had, number one drink at whatever college passes for college in hollywood florida <laughs> the southern comfort lime which was not terrible actually uh, and we also had uh, uh, Jim Beam the, Peach. The Jim Beam Peach. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So there was there was quite a few very sweet whiskeys as our punishment shot. Yeah, Bannon. for sure. Tonight, this is and for the weeks to come, this is our punishment shot tonight. You called Antonio Brown a douchebag. You said something negative, so you take a shot. Yeah, and you weren't too nice to the Giants either. What are you talking about? You said that they suck and they're not getting better. But it's true. Well, <laughs> Daniel Jones is he's getting better. Look at the record. They're three and seven. That is true. But they are getting better. Here yeah. we go. Okay. <laughs> ah. Oh, that's my that's my Urkel Urkel shot. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think Antonio Brown's going to make it through the next six games? Um, unless he shoots himself in the foot. 
or you know burns his feet in the cryogenic chamber. I think he will. I don't. I don't know if the league will take any action on this. It seems like it's pretty much been settled, and so I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I think he's the league is a, looking into it because he did not disclose it, and he had an obligation under the uh, under the under the uh, collective bargain agreement mm-hmm. to disclose this type of thing, regardless of whether too. criminal charges were filed. Yeah, that's true too. But like you said, no criminal charges. So I don't. I don't well, see yeah. Any. I mean, thre- threatening the person that might justify against you is a good way. The mob used that for years, and gangs <laughs> use that for years to get people not to testify against them. But threatening them is usually a good. Yeah, I guess. I guess when you say it that way. Yeah. Well, maybe. They, I mean, she said they, they, they thought he was going to retaliate against her staff. Okay, but I still. I, I, yeah, you didn't I, see I, anything, I, right, Franny? I, I, I said I, you didn't <laughs> see anything, did you? <laughs> right. <laughs> With a gun to your head, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> or just like uh, you know, show the gun, yeah. right? right? You just lift right, up, the, know, lift, the, show the right little handle. Your, yeah, exactly. Rockford file belt style. Buckle. <laughs> All right, that's it for the NFL news this week, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, man, we have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. All right, everyone, thank you all so much to our new listeners as well as the folks that have been with us since 2018. We have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, this week, in the car, at work, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, consider going to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web, and subscribe, rate, and review the show. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Smash that five-star review button, Bang it down on Apple Podcasts, especially. Tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know or don't know this week. That is your Zoom homework assignment for this week, your high school, college homework assignment. Just tell one person about our podcast. Get it in their podcast. Just one. And tell them. Just Spread one. the word. It's just one person. Yeah. It's all. It's all I'm asking. Just one person. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Danucci would want you to do this. He got to start with the Dallas Cowboys. All we're asking for is that you share our podcast. This guy shouldn't have got a start. We definitely should get a recommendation for at least one friend. I think so. All I right, Franny. So. It's only fair. Exactly. It's only fair. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL Week 10 recap and Week 11 picks All right, along folks. with the betting lines. Yes. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our Week 10 recap. All right, and we are back with our NFL Week 10 recap and Week 11 picks. Yeah, what an exciting week this week was. Well, it depends on who you're rooting for. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, there were some <laughs> unexpected games, games that went a different way than I would have uh, expected. A different outcome expected. in the Eagles game for sure, yes. Uh, yeah, so we want to start with the Patriots at the Eagles on Monday night. Or did we talk about that? Uh, that one... I don't think we talked about that one, actually. Yeah, Patriots yeah. beat the Jets on Monday one. night. It was a close one. Closer than I expected. Especially with the follow-up game that the Patriots had. Yeah, for sure. Did not I mean, expect that. They had a chance here at the end of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patriots defense came through. Uh, but the Pats, you know, give up 27 points to the Jets. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? Uh, it's more than I would have expected <laughs> to give up to the Jets. Yeah. I, I think that's the most points maybe the Jets scored all season long. Right? Uh, 27 points? That seems like a lot for the Jets. Let's see. How many points have the Jets scored this year? I think they've scored 27 total. Uh, 
da, 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 da. they put up 17, 13, 7, Zero. 28 against the Broncos. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. 10 against the Cards, 0 against the Dolphins, 10 against the Jets, then 9, then 27 against the Pats. Interesting. Uh, but the Jets, unfortunately, are going nowhere. Uh, Cam Newton, decent game, 27-35, well 275. Yeah. TD for Rex Burkhead. TDs for Cam Newton, two of them on the ground. Uh, Jets, poor, hapless Jets. Joe Flacco with three TDs on 262 yards and one interception in the game. Brashard Perriman with two TDs receiving, as well as Jamison Crowder with one TD in that game. Uh, next up, Colts at Titans. Colts blow out the Titans 34 to 17. Mm-hmm. That I did not expect. I didn't expect the Titans to get beat that bad. No, no. And, and, and um, it was the blocked punt, I think, right? At the end of, at yep. the, end of the it was the third or the fourth, beating the fourth. I can't remember exactly when it occurred, but that pretty much put the game to bed. Yeah. Right there. Frank Reich. In Man. Frank Reich, come we back. trust. Come back to Philadelphia, <laughs> Frank Reich. Be our coach. Oh, my goodness. But they go to, at this point, they go to six and three, and they drop the Titans, who were once unbeaten, to six and three. Mm, remember that? Yeah. Remember, you, you beat them first. Yeah. We were the first loss, and then there were two more yeah. to follow. <laughs> uh, Phillip Rivers, 29 of 39 for 308 yards and count it. One touchdown. Uh, Naheem Hines with a touchdown on the ground. Jacoby Brissett with a touchdown on the ground. And Naheem Hines with a touchdown through the air. Yeah, I've been, I've been impressed with the Colts in this division, for yeah. sure. I mean, they just play solid, mm-hmm. tight football. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Playing dangerous really team. good on defense. Dangerous team in the playoffs. And eh, not that dangerous. Brian <laughs> uh, Tannehill, 15-27. to 27. Yeah, Until you have to play yeah, them. Exactly. And then they're the best team ever. I'm worried about the Jags this week. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. 147 yards and a TD for Tannehill. Uh, Janu Smith with a touchdown on the ground. Dante Deontay Free uh, Foreman uh, with a touchdown through the air. But this is this this is not looking good for the Titans. The Titans no. probably uh, I did say they were fools gold going into this season. They did struggle going to the playoffs last season too, and they went to the AFC Championship game. I, th- I mean, they still have the weapons there, and they're they're also a scary team. I mean, if they make the playoffs, I don't think anybody wants to play Tennessee either. Yeah, I mean, especially in the playoffs, cold weather, you know, tired teams. Nobody wants to run up against Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. give you know Philip Rivers and Frank Reich credit; they're they're figuring out a way, yeah, to you know to get wins, to stack wins on the season, and they will be in the playoffs. Do you think the Chargers would be better off right now with Philip Rivers than Justin Herbert? God no, 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 no. <laughs> Herbert's with, not only, with Herbert no. waiting in the wings. He's still a better quarterback. He's a better if, quarterback than Philip. With well, with Anthony Lynn, no. I mean, Philip Rivers is better off. Not being in, not well, being with the Chargers. He's, well, he's got a great coach. Yeah, I, I think I think Justin Herbert is even at this point. You know, come playoff time, when it comes to decision making, I think Philip Rivers would have a would be at a disadvantage to Philip Rivers. But at, even at this point, I think Herbert, with all the talent that he's got, I think the Chargers are better off with Herbert than Rivers. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um. I mean, it's great to have a, a you know rookie quarterback that shows so much promise like he is right now. You know, they they obviously know that they have a future with this kid. If Philip Rivers was there, we wouldn't exactly know you know what kind of a player he would yeah. or you know potentially could be. But we see that he definitely has talent. And moving forward, the Chargers know that they can build a team around that guy. So you know, it's it's you know, it's I want to say a blessing in disguise. They were planning on getting rid of Philip Rivers regardless. Yeah, and uh, as long as they get rid of Anthony Lynn, they might have something there. Uh, next up, 
high scoring affair in Cleveland. The Houston Texans stay at two and or go to two and seven. Browns go to six and three, seven or ten to seven. Browns at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that mess yeah, it was, it of was, running, running, and more running? Yeah, I mean Chubb. You know, he had that huge run at the end of the game. Could have scored a touchdown. It sucks for a lot of fantasy folks out there uh, that have him on the team because he just ran out of bounds. Yeah, he got and too I don't much, understand. I he don't got too much why, grief for that. Why, why, why run out of bounds, though? I mean, he, you would have won the game either way. Yeah, he score. should stop. If he's going to stop the clock, if he's going to not score, yeah, he should just fall uh, down. Exactly. Don't run out of bounds. Yeah, he should just I, fall down. It doesn't make down. any sense. But, I mean, they still got the win. But Stefanski said they told him, you know, no mas, which was yeah. their code word for, you know, don't score, stay in bounds. Yeah. And... <laughs> You know, he didn't score and he stayed. Well, he went out of bounds, but uh, but he did what he was told, I, I guess. Uh, but yeah, watching him go out of bounds must have killed a lot of Oof. fantasy yeah. owners and it definitely killed a lot of gamblers. No, I think I think Lauren um, had has, Chubb. has yeah. Chubb as her running back. And yeah, it, it hopefully shouldn't lose because of that. Um, but he, I mean, if he just ran it in for the touchdown, if you if you just ran it in for the touchdown. Still would have won. Yeah, I mean, it's a catch 22, right? You tell you tell players what to do and they don't do it. Then you're upset. You tell him what to do, and he does it. You know, hard to beat that upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest news from this game. <laughs> yeah, but look at the look at the running yards of Chubb, 126 yeah, on 19. Hunt. Kareem Hunt, 104 on 19. Uh, Mayfield with uh, three carries for one yard. Uh, but this, I mean, Mayfield is a game manager. Now we can can we finally agree that Baker Mayfield can operate within a system, but he cannot be the system in He's which other actor. people operate. He's a good actor. His, his commercials are pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 the, co- the concept of you, you know, know taking groceries to the stadium, I guess, is <laughs> somewhat entertaining. It's funny. It is funny. It is funny. Uh, but the Browns, I mean, what do you think of the Browns? I mean, Texans are obviously uh, well, in mean, rebuild mode. The they've Browns, got a quarterback, but they've got to figure out the rest of the team. I mean, this is the best record that the Browns have had in ages. Yeah. I'm sure their fans are excited. No matter how they win these games, as long as they win, being 6-3. and 10-7 to seven at home. Yeah. Hey, hey, if the Eagles beat the Giants ten to seven, I'd be happy right now. But no, you as long as no, you, you win, wouldn't. No, yeah, you wouldn't. A win is a You'd win. You'd be saying it. Nobody's we only remember. beat the Giants ten to seven. Nobody, How are we going to beat anybody else? Nobody's going to remember this game if they make it to the playoffs and their 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 record is good enough to make it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. They're doing it. They're six and three, which is very impressive for the Browns. Ben, I mean, they're in your division. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the Browns are going to end up. You know, with the six or seventh seed in the in the AFC, and they're going to make the playoffs. Luckily, Baker Mayfield is the quarterback that can't seem to get the ball to their playmakers. <laughs> so I'll take it. Uh, I mean, I know Beckham is out for the year, but they've still got Landry, and they've still got Austin Hooper, and they've still got decent receivers out there. So they have a, a way to score points. They're just not able to do it with Baker Mayfield. But the Texans, man. I mean, Watson, 163 yards, 20 of 30, one touchdown in the game. Not good. Not good for the, the Texans. J.J. Watt says this is not satisfactory. It can never be satisfactory for the Texans, but he'll be looking to get out of there probably at the end of this season because they are going in the wrong direction and going in the wrong direction fast. Uh, next up, a game that I thought the Washington football team was going to win. I know. They came up just short. Uh, Washington at stays at 2-7 and seven, or goes to 2-7. and seven. Detroit goes to 4-5, 30-27 Detroit. But they had this game. They had it. They had it. And they gave it away. I bet on Washington, so I was a little bit upset. <laughs> uh, but they of had course. they had they had this game. And the Detroit Lions, you know, they, they were able to hold on and win the game. 
giving up 17 points to Washington in the fourth quarter. Lions were able to score six points and hold off uh, the Washington football team at the end of this game. But what do you think about either one of these teams? I mean, it was, it was, it's been great to see Alex Smith out there playing football once again. Um, but you know, obviously these teams aren't going anywhere. Um, I didn't really watch too much of it. I know exactly what happened at the end of the game, but you don't really pay attention to these two teams when they play each other in the regular season. That is fair. <laughs> All right. Next up. Ooh, Buccaneers bounce back in a mm. big way by crushing the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay goes to seven and three Panthers go to three, uh, three and seven 46 to 23 at Carolina. Tom Brady makes a statement, 28 to 39 for 341 yards and three, count them, three touchdowns in a game. What do you think about the Bucks bouncing back big against the Panthers after getting their asses beat yeah, in the evening by the Saints? Very inconsistent. This is something I didn't expect from uh, from the Bucks this season, to be very good one week, terrible another week, and then good another week. With uh, with Tom Brady as your quarterback, you just don't expect that. With all the talent that they have on that team, you just don't expect it either. Um, but it was a huge bounce back. I mean, obviously, you know, Bridgewater went out in the game. Was he out? Uh, Third quarter, I think. Yeah, I don't so, want to. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, Pierre yeah. Paul hit him pretty hard there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. Uh, I just don't know what to think about this team right now. I, I'm not sure what kind of a threat they are in the NFC right now. Antonio Brown with 69 yards on seven catches. Mike Evans, uh, six catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. Mm, Tony Brown. Cameron Brate Tony Brown. with a touchdown in the game. Tom Brady with a quarterback sneak touchdown in the game. Ronald Jones with a touchdown in the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I think the I think the Buccaneers are very, very dangerous, especially if they find their way into the playoffs and potentially win their first round game. They might even have a bye. They probably will have a bye. But if they if they can win one game, that first game in the playoffs, they can they can be a dangerous team potentially, getting all the way to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Because I just think the Packers don't have the talent to run with the Bucks if the Bucks are playing at full strength. Yeah. And the Panthers, they're building. Yeah, they're building. Uh, next up, uh, here we-, we go. Do we have to talk about this? Yes, game? the Philadelphia Eagles seventeen, the New York Giants twenty seven. The Philadelphia Eagles stay in first place at three, five, and one. The thank God for that tie. The New York Giants <laughs> no. go to three and seven, but the Giants beat up on the Eagles. Fourth quarter, Giants were able to put up six more points. The Eagles just could not come back and put up any points. What do you think about losing to your division rival here? It didn't feel good, Ben. I really expected the Eagles to win this one. I bet them. And they just played a sloppy game. They Everyone were, in, the NF- were, in the NFC East <laughs> fucked me this week. They were unprepared off of a bye week, which was very disappointing as a fan of any team. doesn't matter who you're rooting for. But when you come off of a bye like that, I, I, I it's it's... All that time to prepare, all just, that time to come up with a game plan, all that time, you know, script like I out. Say, it's inexplicable. Script out at least it two series of plays. Inexplicable. I mean, you, you know the Giants, you know the Dallas Cowboys, you know the Washington football team better than any other teams in the league. And this is how you prepare, especially when you could have, you know, gone up another game at least and and and, and basically yeah, taken a hold of that division with, on, with, exactly. with four wins. I, just, I don't know. I, it's just very disappointing. Let's give it up for Daniel Jones. <sighs> Jones on the keep. 
And Daniel Jones showing his legs, showing his speed, and Jones into the end zone for the touchdown. 32-yard touchdown scramble. Yep. The 22-mile-an-hour Daniel Jones. <laughs> He's actually sneaky fast. No, I mean, he, he actually he, he is. doesn't look like it. He is really, he, really fast. He didn't trip up before the end zone right there. Um, so I'm sure that was a great feeling for him. Um, but uh, it was it was just it was a it was just a disappointing display all around by the Eagles. I mean, you know, you look at the rushing yards, how well they were running the ball, and they just you know got away from the run. You know, Carson Wentz, 208 yards. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. 19 had, rushing attempts in the game. He had one fumble. By running backs. He had one fumble, I believe, but it was recovered by the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, didn't turn the ball over. No, didn't turn the ball well, over. I guess that's that's a plus. 21 to 37 for 208 big yards. But look at Daniel Jones, 21 to 28 for 244. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, but he did have a touchdown on the ground. Wayne Gallman with a touchdown on the ground as well. Uh, but this division is completely up for grabs. All the Eagles have to do is get their shit together, win three more games or four more, eh, probably three more games, and they can sneak their way into the playoffs. Yeah, well, go on easier a nice, said than done. Ben. Go on a nice run into it's, the. We have a stretch of five very difficult games right now. Coming what, up. What does your schedule look like coming up? Pretty ugly. <laughs> it could be five losses. Yeah, that's when you flourish. It could be five losses for the Eagles. They got oh, the Browns. Oh, you got the Cowboys. They got the Browns. Oh, no, you got the Browns. Tomorrow. The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. The Packers, Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals. I mean, that could be That's five kind of losses. Tough, that, that is kind be, of a tough schedule right there. Maybe they they maybe they win tomorrow. And and for your you sake, I hope they tomorrow. do. I hope you they do for your sake, Ben. Well, actually, I mean you're you're nine and zero, so maybe you don't worry about it as much right now with your record. But I mean well, the Eagles know. could potentially lose five games right now. They could. I mean, they're gonna win they're gonna win one of those games. No. I mean I maybe know. the game against the Seahawks. You never know. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh next up, Jags at Packers. Surprising outcome. Well, not the outcome was not surprising, but the score is surprising here. Packers twenty four, mm-hmm. Jags twenty. Jacksonville goes to one and eight. Packers go to seven and two. But the Jags with their defense, they hung tight in this game, creating havoc for Aaron Rodgers. Jake Luton with 169 yards and on thirty five attempts. It's been impressive. And interception in the game, uh, but uncharacteristic for Rodgers, 24 of 34, 325, two touchdowns, and another turnover in this game, another INT in this game. But this was closer probably than it should have been. been. And, the you know, coming down the fourth quarter, the, the, the Jags had a chance to win this game. They did. They did. It was pretty scary. I'm sure a lot of Green Bay Packers fans out there were very worried. But do you think this says anything about the Packers letting the Jags get this close to them at home in Lambeau? In cold weather, no less. How do you feel about them now, Ben? You got to play them tomorrow. I mean, I think the Jags' <laughs> defense is. I mean, the Jags' defense is formidable mm-hmm. after uh, losing so many players. Yeah, Jack is still, you know, finally playing in right, in the right position. And I mean, I think they got they have a solid defense that can that can create havoc for a lot mm-hmm. of offenses out there. And I was shocked that they were able to keep it this close and put up this many points against the Packers in the kind of cold weather that they were having there. And I I just think the Packers. They don't have the talent to compete with the Arizonas, the Seattles, the Tampa Bays. I just, I mean, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault that they don't have the talent. I just don't think they got the talent. You know, even with Lazard coming back, uh, Devontae Adams, Jones, I, I just, but I just don't think they have the talent. Mm-hmm. What do you think? As far as having the talent? To compete with, you know, Seattle, they've, Arizona, Tampa they've Bay, got, they've got New Aaron Orleans. Rodgers. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Whenever you have Aaron Rodgers, that that type of quarterback on the team, you always have a chance. All those rings he's got. 
Oh, please. Yes, he's yeah. just got it just jingling as he walks down the street. Just all you hear is jingling rings in the pockets. He's been close. He has been close, and he beat the Steelers, so I'm not particularly happy about that. Uh, next up, the car, the game of the week, probably. Ooh, ooh. Buffalo at the Cardinals. Cardinals win 32-30 to 30 on the Hale Murray. Sorry, Hale. Sorry, uh uh, he actually filed to trademark that he's taking the Pat Riley route of trademarking things that, well, actually, at least this is something he did. Uh, Pat Riley trademarked three Pete and that it wasn't actually his team that three Pete Uh, Josh Allen, 20 or 32 of 49 for 284, two touchdowns, two interceptions in a game. Kyler Murray, 22 of 32 for 245, one touchdown and one interception. But what do you think about the heart breaking? loss here for the Buffalo Bills after that beautiful pass by Josh Allen to the left corner of the end zone Mm -hmm. to go up in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray puts the dagger in the heart. What do you think? The Hale Murray. That's what they're calling it. The Hale Murray. That's why he ran ran to the copyright office, to the trademark (laughs) office the next day. With his little legs just uh, moving. That, that, what, what, his that, little that's, tiny legs just that's moving. That's an awesome name. That's an awesome name right there. Uh, but no, I mean, he knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, he knew who was in the corner of the end zone. He didn't care how many defenders were around DeAndre Hopkins. He just threw it up there and figured he's going to come down with this. And he did. And it was just, it was a spectacular play. Do it you? was awesome. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, come on. It was a great game all around. I mean, it sucks for the Bills. I mean, obviously, we root for the Bills, Ben. I mean, you have a connection. How do you let that you happen? You have a connection to Buffalo. Uh, but I mean... Oh, and also, but how do you let that happen? On top of that, we the, the Seahawks at the time were that they lost. I mean, uh, on Sunday, uh, and 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 we were kind of excited. Yeah, but push the, the Seahawks same. down to third place. Yeah, I know. Uh, not anymore, though. That's true. Not now anymore. they're back in first place. Now they're back in first place. Uh, but we we thought this game was was pretty over. much over until that last heave in the corner of the end zone, and uh, you know it, it just it just uh, you know. Well, it changed the standings for a second there for at least, you know, four days or so. Uh, but, you know, it was it was a spectacular play. I mean, you'd love to see that in football unless it's against your own team. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen did, you know, he did give the ball away twice. And I I, I mean, I know most folks are saying that just the way it goes. I, I just I can't help but feel that the Buffalo defense made some mistakes on that play. You know what Kyler Murray, Murray is capable of. They they can either knock that ball out rather than try to catch it, which should be your goal back there. I, they tried. They, they, tried, they to, tried, but they were. I don't think they tried to knock the ball out as much as they tried to catch it. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the, he was the, just a little higher. I mean, well, the other, yeah, he definitely got Hopkins higher. Hopkins just wanted a little bit more. He did, but a you got to slap that ball away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when he gets his hands on that ball, yeah, you got to smack that ball out of there. Even if they call pass interference and it sends you to the one yard mm-hmm. line, you got to knock that ball out of there. Alternatively, how do you not? I mean, I know it's a typical defense, typical. Typical defense in that situation when they were playing 15 yards off the off the receivers, just to get back in the end zone, knock the ball down. But they had the opportunity to 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 bump Hopkins off the line as well. They could have had a defender right yep. up on Hopkins yep. with with help over the top, and they, they just decided argument, yeah. they just decided to let Hopkins run the goal route right down the field with no obstruction at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like when you got a receiver like that and you got a quarterback like that. I and know it, I mean, it happens. Murray did a good job getting out of the pocket too, and and but the Bills' defense got to be prepared. Ending for that. up on that side of the field where he knew his you know his biggest weapon was, and he just whipped it down there. But I, I feel like you got to knock that ball down, mm-hmm. or alternatively at least bump Hopkins at the line and make it make it a little bit more difficult for him to get down there into the end zone. Probably wouldn't have changed the play, but I feel like the Bills. Maybe it's just my frustration in watching that play, but I, I think the Bills could have done a little bit better job on defense there. Yeah, especially when you got Kyle Murray. 
Kyler Murray. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. I think what Buffalo did the same thing against the Chargers earlier in yep. the year. So well, but everybody yeah. does it against well, the Chargers. That's true too. Yeah, you know that's like <laughs> that's not that's not very impressive. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, wait. You beat the Chargers at the la- the last play of the game or last everybody's quarter. Everybody's doing it. Every- like here you go, Miami Dolphins. Everybody's beating the Chargers <laughs> at the end of the game. Uh, Dolphins twenty nine, Chargers twenty one. Chargers go to two and seven. Dolphins six and three. But Justin Herbert with a pretty good game, twenty of thirty two, one eighty seven to count him. Two touchdowns, one INT, but Tua Tungavailoa, 15 to 25 for 169 and two TDs, but another heartbreaker for the Chargers. Another reason for the Dolphins to believe they have uh, every right to win the AFC East and be the new sheriff in that division, mm-hmm. even over Buffalo, potentially. What do you think about this one? No, I'm, I have been very impressed by Miami. This, this season so far, I mean, six and three for them. I mean, they're, you know, nipping at the heels of the Bills right now. Um, and, you know, Tua is three and oh as a starter. Obviously, that, that first game, it was more the defense, but actually, the defense has come up big in every single game. It seems like they're yep. always getting a turnover, yep. always scoring off of those turnovers. Uh, if they're not running it back off a fumble or, or a pick six or something, but I mean, that defense is very impressive. Yeah. Xavier Howard with a TD on defense or an iron interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this team, I, I can't help but feel like the Dolphins are the best team in this division right now. Uh, Buffalo looks pretty good. They do. Too. They do look pretty yeah. good. But with a with a with a quarterback with the skill set that Tua has, probably I mean, he better played. coaching under Brian Flores and a definitely a better defense. Yeah, but Josh Allen has played better this season so far. I mean, obviously, this is Tua's third start, but uh, Josh Allen is. I would say the best quarterback in that division, obviously. Um, but I mean, their defense, maybe their defense is stronger than than the Bills right now. Yeah, I'm just shocked. I mean, yeah, six and three. We have a a, a friend, Franny has a, a cousin, cousin, Christian. I consider him a cousin. Consider him a cousin. <laughs> he must be happy as a clam, finally, as a Miami Dolphin yeah. fan, to have something positive, like legitimately positive. It's been a long time. I mean, you have a you have some legitimate optimism. I know mm-hmm. you always have optimism, but you have some legitimate optimism for this for this team. The finally, way the way they're getting takeaways is impressive. Yeah. Next up, Broncos at the Raiders. The Raiders thirty-seven. The hapless Broncos twelve. Broncos go to three and six. Raiders go to six and three. Drew Locke, mm-hmm. another quarterback on the carousel. Two hundred fifty-seven yards on forty-seven attempts. One counted. One touchdown, four interceptions in this game. Uh, Derek Carr, 154 yards on 25 attempts. Oof, no touchdowns, no interceptions in the game, but they blasted him on the ground. Jacobs with two TDs, Booker with two TDs, and Derek Carr, uh, four rushes for 10 yards. But what do you think about the Raiders? The Raiders might be for real. But they're also kind of hot and cold. You know, they had a couple of games there. I mean, obviously they beat... Um, you know, Kansas City earlier in the season, they, they turned around and lost. I forgot to who, you know, I mean, uh, not somebody pretty, yeah, so they're not still very good. a little inconsistent, but you know, at six and three right now, also impressive. Um, their entire defensive yeah. line is on quarantine right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. But, um, no, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect them, uh, expect from them just yet. I mean, is it, the, is it that the Broncos are this bad or the Raiders? I don't know. I mean, do the Raiders have I mean, the Broncos have a chance? The Broncos are obviously not that great. Yeah, but Drew Locke. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, what does Denver do? Do they go out and get another quarterback? Depending on three and six, what their record have... is at the end of the season, maybe they can, you know, pick up uh, a quarterback early in the draft. But Vic Fangio, <laughs> probably out in Denver. Uh, next up, oh, a yeah. heartbreaker. Yeah. 
Seattle Seahawks at the Rams. Rams 23, Seattle 16. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. with two more interceptions on 248 yards. And 237 attempts. And a fumble. It wasn't even that close. Even looking at scoreline 23-16, I mean, the Rams really took control of this game and they were dominant throughout. I mean, well, I mean, this game, I mean, I know they, they we'll talk about the game. They followed up and beat the Cardinals on Kyler Murray's bum shoulder. Mm-hmm. But this was another uh, three sloppy games for Wilson in mm-hmm. a row. That's uh, why he's a little lower on that quarterback list there. But this, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I suppose it's possible that you play this poorly, you know, halfway through the season, bounce back, potentially get to the Super Bowl or deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But this this little run for the Seahawks was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are not particularly, I mean, they're not a particularly, I mean, they're 6-3. and three. Yeah. I think Seattle, you called six it. And three. I think you called it last week. I, unfortunately, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. In, in your betting corner, Ben. Unfortunately. Uh, you, you did say the Rams would beat the Seahawks, and <laughs> they did. Yeah, you said, I have to pick the Rams. I have to, I have to. I mean, you know. Or the Seahawks. Yeah, I have to pick the Seahawks. I mean, you know, Sonia is my cousin, and she's on the podcast right now, but I have to root for her team. Yeah, Sonia is my wife, no, who is <laughs> our third host on the show who's on from time to time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Rams, they play well when they play well. They don't play well when they don't play well. Uh, they have all the tools, but their quarterback position, they need a little bit more uh, a little bit more strength from the quarterback position. But mm-hmm. they've got a p- really great coach team. But the Seahawks, man, wow. That was a painful game to watch. Next up, a game that was not particularly painful to watch. Easy. Easy game. Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers 36. Bengals 10. Bengals go to 2-6-1. and one, Tie the Eagles. And the Steelers <laughs> go to 9-0. and oh. Hey, the Eagles have three wins, right? But that's true. The Steelers roll in this game behind Ben Roethlisberger, number 10 on the power rankings. 27-46 for 3-33 and 4. Count them. Four touchdowns in this game. No touchdowns on the ground. Couldn't get anything going on the ground. Uh, but Deontay Johnson with a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster with a touchdown. Chase Claypool with two touchdowns. And whose you name, get a touchdown. Whose name do you have on the back of your sweater right there, Ben? Chase Claypool on exactly. the back of my As sweatshirt. As you should. He's oh, a baller. For sure. He's a baller. You know, we just pick up. You know, sorry, Juju. You probably won't be with the team next year. <laughs> but he's getting those yak yards. He's getting those hard-fought first downs for us this year. Joe Burrow, 21 of 40 for 213 and one touchdown, but the Steelers were able to roll in this game. Franny would say, Oh, just, I mean, it was a dominant performance. This is what you would expect from a team that is 9 and 0. They had a couple of struggles in the previous games, but this is what the Steelers should look like at 9 and 0, just kicking ass, especially yeah. in their division. Oh, for sure. I mean, the Bengals, they got a little way to go with, with Burrow. They got a solid quarterback. They just got to build the pieces around him. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon finally goes to IR. And. You know, I just I'm I'm somewhat concerned about the running game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I am legitimately concerned about the fact that we try to run the ball, we don't run the ball. Then Roethlisberger's got to take over the game in the second half, go into four wide sets, three receiver sets. You know, con- complete drives where we don't run the ball at all, mm-hmm. and it's it's starting to worry me a little bit. What's going to happen when we get into a game like the Patriots and pay- played this past uh, what who did was it Monday night Baltimore. Uh, when they play Baltimore and you get into those games where where it's raining, where it's cold, mm-hmm. where it's snowing, you know, in the playoffs, whatever the case may be. And if you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to throw the ball in those kind of conditions. So what are the Steelers going to do to try to get that running game on track? Well, you got Roethlisberger. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But he can't run the ball. To dink and dunk the ball down the field. Yeah. Game manager, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Good Lord. The guy's got like three 5,000-yard seasons. <laughs> yeah. He's out there, you know, just playing the game. Ryan Tannehill. 
Uh, next up. Can't get over that, huh? Uh, it, it really bugged me. Uh, no Saints. You don't say. The Niners at the Saints, 27 to 13. Saints. Niners fall to four and six. Kyle Shanahan says they're not done in this division. They are done in this division. Uh, Saints go to seven and two behind Nick Mullins and his two interceptions, one touchdown. Uh, Drew Brees, the game he got, uh, he was hurt the game before this, actually, I think. Uh, 76 yards, one touchdown. Winston with, went six for 10 for 63. Takes a mill, zero attempts in the game. Uh, but what do you think about the Saints blowing up the San Francisco 49ers 27 to 13? Not shocking. Not shocking. We both expected the Saints to win this game. They did, but unfortunately, Drew Brees went down, and we'll see how they move forward from that. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be interesting. That, that, that yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing. Sean Payton. Why can't they have a terrible head coach? <laughs> Next up, why, why the Saints hate? I mean, why would you hate the Saints? Jordan Howard, bad mouth of Ben Roethlisberger, oh, bad mouth of the Steelers. <laughs> you can't can't do that. Can't can't bad mouth the Steelers, especially when you're the Saints for crying out loud. All the talent in the world, no rings to show for it. They have one. Yeah, yeah, they have one. They have the the pity ring that came after the hurricane, I think. Uh Baltimore seventeen, Patriots twenty three, Ravens go to six and three, Patriots go to four and five. Sh- probably the most shocking result of the week. Well, you called it though. I, you called it, Ben, and I true. doubted you. I doubted Bill Belichick, and I do it every single week. I doubt both of you, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> well, I just had a feeling Baltimore came off a few tough games in a row. Patriots playing in bad weather. I mean, and they were able to hold on. And actually, the game wasn't, it was close, but the Patriots yeah, pretty much dominated this game. It was an exciting game. It was a game. fun game to watch. I, I, you know, it was it was an enjoyable game. Yeah, and, I love the, the weather. It, the weather yeah, and the exactly. weather came was, in like like Bob Kraft and, and God and Mother Nature were all on the same page. And like, okay, the Ravens have one yeah, drive no. left. No, let's just, let's just let's send just buckets of rain down. Turn the hose on. <laughs> but Lamar Jackson... 24 of 34 for 249, two touchdowns, and one interception in the game. But Cam Newton, 118, only 118 yards. Mm-hmm. 13 to 17, one touchdown. And uh, Cam Newton with a touchdown on the ground. Two touchdowns through the air for Rex Burkhead. But this was a big win for the Pats. Mm-hmm. No, it was huge. I mean, they really needed this win. I mean, they're obviously not going to go anywhere. I don't believe they well, will. Four, four and five. five. I know. Uh, uh, yeah, but you're, I mean, already, Dolphins, you're already counting I them know, out I know, again. You know what? I'm going to stop. I'm <laughs> done. I'm going to stop. Well, obviously, you know, maybe I should, obviously maybe they should add. Beat, we should add to our all, drinking game. All they did was beat the third best team in the, in the, in the AFC. Well, we you should know, add to the, if, I say, if I say anything negative about Bill Belichick, I should take a shot. I, I think we should add that to the uh, drinking let's game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we just do it right now? Yeah, let's, let's just do take it. a quick let's shot right it. now. And pick it, you because pick it. I do it. I do it every single week, and then I look like an idiot afterward. But you, you didn't doubt him, though, Ben. Yeah, I thought the Pats had a chance in this game, especially at home, especially with the weather. And it, it the, the Ravens are struggling. I mean, the Ravens, when they can't, you know, when they can't, run the ball when they get behind especially when they get behind in the game and they can't run the ball effectively and they have to go to Lamar Jackson not that there's anything wrong with Lamar Jackson but well, they, there was they, last week all of a sudden there's not but they do they do struggle when they're not able to do that that's a little shot yeah, that's a little well you can give me a little more there all right all right I mean but if you look at these running it'll be ah, I lost the game but if you look at these uh the Gus Edwards with 42 yards Dobbins JK Dobbins with 13 yards Mark Ingram who was hurt five yards on the ground. Here we go. All right, cheers, Ben. That's that's a new portion of our drinking game right As there. it should be. Yeah. You continue to doubt Bill Belichick. I shouldn't. But Cam Newton is still, I mean, he's still a serviceable quarterback. Oh, that's pretty bad. Ah, but at least it's cold. Ah. But Willie Sneed with two touchdowns through the air. 
Uh, but this was a huge, huge win for mm-hmm. the Pats. Mm-hmm. Huge loss for the Ravens, especially as a Steeler fan. Drops oh. them to six and three. Perfect for you. Puts them at least three games behind us in the division. Three games behind us in the conference. So, you know, Steelers, Chiefs, and that's about it at the top mm-hmm. of the AFC in terms of where we have to go in terms of getting a bye. Yeah. But the Pats the Pats are not going to go quietly into that good night. <laughs> oh, we have a helicopter flying over. As usual. We should tell you, we record this podcast every single week outside where podcasts should be recorded and football should be played. Aaron Rodgers with his giant 1970s green jacket on trying to stay warm in Lambeau. That's who we are on this podcast. It doesn't matter what the weather out is outside. We will be out here. Come rain, come cold, come whatever comes our way. Mm-hmm. Even though it is Los Angeles, so we don't get a lot it's that comes not our way. As cold, but we as will be other out here. Parts of the country. You know, first Super Bowl, we were out here in the pouring rain, if you recall, with yeah. drips coming through the tarp. Right. Recording our our Super Bowl episode, so we will be out here. Uh, next up, poor Nick Foles, fall to the Vikings, murdered. nineteen to thirteen. What's that? He was murdered. He was murdered by Matt Nagy, murdered by his own offensive coordinator slash head coach. Uh, but the Vikings go to four and five. The Bears, after that surprising start, I think they, what are they? Well, they were five and two at one point. I think the the Bears. The Bears. They were four and zero, I believe. Were they, oh, were they four and zero? Yeah. And then they've yeah, they were probably four and two, and then four and three, <laughs> and then four and four, five and five. Uh, but they you know they fall to the Vikings nineteen to thirteen. Kirk Cousins two hundred ninety two yards from his beloved two <laughs> touchdowns and one interception in the game. Dalvin Cook with ninety six yards, but unable to find the end zone in this game. But poor Nick Foles gets shellacked by the Vikings defense. Continue to have a poor, poor offensive game plan for the for the Bears. Oh, there it is. Tyler Bray. Oh, that's the guy. Tyler Bray came in. They're Devlin Hodges. But yeah, he looked much. lost out yeah. there. Yeah, lost. even worse. So 18 yards on five attempts. That's not going to get it done. But do you think the Bears are finite? Yeah, no. no yeah, they're no, done. They're, they're done. I mean, they had, they had that hot start at the beginning, and it was fool's gold. Fool's gold. Uh, it was fool's <laughs> gold. But this is the only advice I can give Nick Foles when he comes back. Just protect yourself at all times. <laughs> Floyd Baybeather's got some advice for you. If you're playing for Matt Nagy, keep your hands up, my friend. Keep them up and keep your eyes front and forward because your head coach is trying to kill you. Uh, next up, Cardinals at Seahawks. The Seahawks come back and win to go to 7-3 and three and take back the division lead in the NFC West. 28 to 21. Cardinals go to six and four. Seahawks go to seven and three. Friday game of the week. One of the games of the week. Yeah, one of the, there was quite a few games, but um, the Seattle Seahawks bounced back after a few terrible games there and also bounced back after losing to the Arizona Cardinals early on in the season because their division record was not good. No nope. Seahawks. Nope, it was not. But at seven and three right now, they are number one in the NFC. I, th- I know the Buccaneers also have a seven and three record, but they are technically the number one seed right now in the NFC and another exciting game. I missed most of the game because I was at work and frustrating. I did, I did, so I did, frustrating to watch this team. And I didn't get home until just about the fourth quarter, but with Seahawks games, you don't have to watch anything else, but the fourth quarter, yeah, it's like an NBA playoff That's pretty game. much it. Just tune in at the beginning of the fourth quarter because you know, it's going to be an exciting finish. Yeah. Russell Wilson, 22 of 28, very efficient, 197 yards and two count them, two touchdowns. Carlos Hyde came back and saved the day. 79 yards and one TD in a game. Lockett with a beautiful TD. 
TK Metcalf strikes back after the last game with a touchdown. Cardinals Kyler Murray not able to get it done. Gets his shoulder injured in the first quarter. Sprained AC joint. 29 for 42, 269 yards and two. Count them. Two touchdowns. Drake, Kenyon Drake, with a touchdown on the ground. And Chase Edmonds with a wide open touchdown in the end zone when oh, the yeah. Seahawks decided <laughs> to rush 11. What was that? I mean, I saw the replay. I mean, I wasn't watching the game at that point, but wide open. I mean, I think they, I think they, they either rushed ten. I think they did. I think they rushed. They, they rushed. I, think, I can't remember. Everybody. I think. I think Jamal Adams was supposed to cover Edmonds, mm-hmm. but other other than that, I think all eleven Seahawk defenders were coming after Kyler Murray, and he was just wide open in the end zone. But let's give up a little bit of love for Tyler Lockett. Marked him at the eleven. Wilson sets up and zone and caught. Touchdown. Yeah, and that was back to Russell Wilson's pinpoint. Nice lollipop pass right on target to the corner of the end zone for Lockett. Yeah, but Tyler Lockett. That's what we expect. Tyler Lockett. Is, most underrated. I would that's what I was about to say. Most underrated wide receiver in the league. Some of these catches that he makes, that toe drag swag, this guy does not get enough credit. Yeah, not, he, not, not enough people talk about this guy. I mean, we hear about the DeAndre Hopkins of the world. We hear about the Julio Joneses of the world. Antonio Brown back in his day. But, I mean, nobody really talks about this guy because he's not a diva. He's not a drama queen like all these other wide receivers out there. But this guy has a lot of talent, and we just don't talk about this guy. Yeah, like Devontae Adams saying he's the best receiver. Why would you even say that? Well, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. I'm not going to say that he doesn't have one of the top quarterbacks in the last 20 years. And he's a nice guy. I mean, he's a nice guy. Why would you say I'm the best? Who gives a fuck who's the best? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. He gave, uh, you know, Franny was able to get a, a birth, some birthday wishes from Tyler Lockett yeah. for Sanya. It was a cameo. If you go, to, yeah. it's like it's an app or it's a website. I forget what it is, but I mean, if you go to Cameo, he's on there. And and uh, you know, if, if you have any Seahawks fans out there, uh, you know, you get Tyler Lockett to wish them a happy birthday or just say hello or something. But he's just a nice. He just seems like a nice fucking dude, and he's a great wide receiver and doesn't yep. get enough respect. Yeah, and if he were a free agent next year, he'd probably end up with you know, 13 or 14 million when he probably deserves closer mm-hmm. to that 18, 19, $20 million range. Yeah. Uh, but, but he is the security blanket for Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and the, the, the Seahawks bounce back. I mean, do you think this means they've righted the ship? The defense played well too. Yeah, they did. I play mean, the better. defense yeah. did bottle up to the extent you can mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, but the defense, yeah. it looked like they had a plan and they were able to at least, at least somewhat cover the guys downfield. They got some pressure on Wilson, sacked him couple times, Carlos Dunlap with a huge sack oh, yeah, to finish at the, the end of the game. Uh, but do you think up. they've righted the ship? I don't know yet. This is a great win against a division rival, 7-3. and three. You know, they're sitting pretty right now, but, you know, we'll see what happens next week. Well, actually, they play the Eagles next, so I'm sure they'll move to 8-3 and three on Monday night next Man, week. You can't say the following week, good about your Monday, own team. But the following week. So they have a little bit of a bye almost because they played Thursday and they don't play until Monday. Yeah. And I'm sure they will be prepared. They will not come out flat like the Eagles did off of their bye. No, the Hawks are back. Nope. Oh, against the, the Eagles, yes. but the Cardinals are still I mean they got four losses but I mean the Cardinals are still going to be there to contend they will at the end and they're going to ultimately make the playoffs and they will be a tough out in the playoffs yeah Uh, Kingsbury still new little raw didn't call that timeout in the fourth quarter when he probably should have called a timeout that he probably should not have and you know two strange play calls down there in the end zone at the near the end zone at the at the end of that game 
peculiar place to say the least. So, I mean, I think once he gets a little bit more experience, he won't make those kinds of mistakes. And this team will be, you know, right up there with the Seahawks, you know, competing for this division year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough division. But at least the Seahawks. The finally... Niners will be back next year, too. No, no. The Niners are done. The Niners are. This year, yes. Old news. This year, yes. They are old news, just generally <laughs> speaking. They are not going to be back. They are not. Not with Jimmy G behind center. They will not be back. Good defense. Uh, that's that. Well, yeah, when they get Bosa and everybody back. Yeah, exactly. that, that's what I'm saying. That's true. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, Friday. That's it for the uh, week 10 games. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our week 11 picks. All right. We'll get back in a two shakes with the <laughs> NFL week 11 picks and betting lines. All right, and we are back with our week 11 picks. Can you believe it that we made know, it to week, week 11. 11? It seems like we were just talking about week one. I know. We were like all excited we the, the season, season was going to start. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the off season. And we're like, oh, my like God, it was... it's almost over. <laughs> well, I am. I know. It's already almost Thanksgiving. Ben. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, that, well, you you know, you were uh, just talking off off camera, off mic. About like, am I Croatian? And I feel like I am starting. And that part of the part of my Croatian adjacent being close to Croatians is that I'm looking forward to the worst possible thing happening, <laughs> <laughs> which is like all I can picture is that the Steelers end up like 14 and 0, and then the whole the sh- everything goes to shit and something with COVID, and they end up like truncating the playoffs or hey. not having the playoffs. And I'm like, they have that, to have it. I mean, it's like be... it's like the Lakers winning the championship this year too. I mean, with 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 the Lakers and with the Dodgers winning, with the same thing happened to MLB and you know NBA. I mean, if it happens with the NFL, if that happens to the Steelers, as long as they're the champs, Ben, who cares? Yeah, that's all I'm thinking about. By like, I was with my mother-in-law today, and it's like you know, a couple things came up. She's like, ah, that won't happen. That won't. And I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, the Steelers will be 14 and 0 or 14 and 2, <laughs> and then they'll be like. They'll let like 18 teams in the playoffs and they'll lose. <laughs> they'll lose to the Titans in the second round or some shit. Uh, all right. We're going to go through the week 11 games. This is usually, you know, the shortest segment on the show, although we're going to we're going to mix in the betting lines on this one. So at least we can knock two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, first. Oh, first up. Philadelphia Eagles uh, at Cleveland Browns. Friday. What do you think? I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I just. I've I've been choosing the Eagles in the majority of these games, and they've been losing the, the majority, majority of these or games. tying these <laughs> games too. Could tie I, wouldn't I just, be bad here. I, I I wouldn't mind a tie right now the way things are going, um, but I see the Browns win this one, Ben. I'm sorry for you. It's your division. I know you would hate to see the Browns win this one, but the Eagles have disappointed enormously this year. I mean, they're just not a good football team. Not that the Browns are amazing. But they're a better team than the Eagles, and I can see them winning this game. I don't see a high-scoring affair, but I see them winning. I can't give up. I can't give up on the Eagles. I, not only am I going to – the Eagles are plus three in this game, over under 47. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. Not just on the line, but I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think they're going to right the ship, figure things out, and they're going to take it to the Browns in Cleveland uh, with the hapless Browns offense. You think? Any, what, do you have any uh, opinions about the line there? You know, I'd say under 47. You know, I could easily see it going under 47 in this one. I mean, the Eagles can't throw up a bunch of points. The Browns, they've been, you know, hot and cold. They've they've had, 
you know, games where they 40 scored, plus points. Yeah. And then other ones like last week where they had just 10. 17. Yeah. Or was it, it was like 10, 10 to 7? 7, yeah. Or, so, yeah. 10 to 7. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this game finished 10 to 7. Over under 20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints. This is an interesting game. No Drew Brees in the game. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons essentially at full strength. What do you think about that one? Uh, Saints favored by four over under 49. I can see the Falcons winning this one. Really? Depending on yeah, why not? Why why wouldn't they win this game? Uh, it's the Saints. It's Sean Payton. It's I mean, if, if Breeze was the starter, then I'd say Saints all the way. Really? You think? But with Taysom Hill, if Taysom Hill's the starter, if, or if or if Winston is the starter, I think the Falcons are a good football team. They've just been very unlucky. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to take them minus four. I think the Saints are going to win this game big. Uh, I just I can't bet against Sean Payton and whatever whatever craziness he's going to cook up with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston in this game. They've still got Kamara. They've still got the rest of that offense. I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough row to hoe for the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons in that one. Uh, next up, Patriots at Texans, a game that shouldn't be hard to pick. What do you think? Texans uh, getting two and a half points over under 49. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't bet against Bill Belichick in this <laughs> you one. You were going to, weren't I, you? I, I, I was thinking I about it. I saw your face. I, I, like, I, oh, Deshaun Watson is the sixth highest ranked uh, quarterback yeah. in the league. J.J. Uh, Watt catch passes? Yeah, I, you know what? Patriots. You were, you were going to pick the Texans? Are you honestly, are you serious? Why? Patriots. But right? <laughs> were you? But were you going I, I, to I pick? Was, I was thinking about Texans. it. I was thinking about it. But what was your rationale behind the Texans winning this game? I mean, I just haven't been impressed with the Patriots. But then again, I haven't really been impressed with the the Texans as well. The way they started the season at two and seven or whatever it is. But uh, you know, the Patriots still have to fly to Houston. That's true. <laughs> you know, they, they, they have to. Yeah, that dreaded. Yeah, that, that you know, flight. the three layovers between <laughs> <laughs> Logan and the Houston airport. They got a layover in Fort Lauderdale, one in Baton Rouge, and then and then they fly on to Houston. Apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. Uh, minus two, five on the road, minus 2.5 on the road over under 49. Uh, I'm actually, the only thing I like in that game, I take the under, under 49. I think, I think this is going to be a tough uh, affair to score points in, uh, next up Pittsburgh Steelers at Jacksonville Jaguars Steelers favored by 10 and a half over under 46.5. You know, I could see, That's a big I, line. I, I could see over 46 and a half in this one. Yeah. But uh, as far as yeah, 10 and a half is a lot. Luton. Especially with the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have played the last couple of weeks. But then again, 9 and 0 Steelers. I won't be shocked. Yeah, I don't think but Steelers. But that's that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, on the line, I'm not sure. That's, you think Steelers are going to win or Jags? Oh, Steelers. Steelers oh. all the way. Oh, okay. Well, of course. Come of on. course. Of course. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Not picking it crazy here. Uh, but I don't like that line's a little too big. Even for the Steelers, uh, especially for the Steelers, because if they get out to a lead, they're going to start running the ball. Uh, you know, I would, if anything, I would tease the Steelers down to three point five, and the over, I would push the over down to forty point five. Uh, next up, Packers at the Colts. Colts favored by a point at home against the Green your Green Bay Packers over under fifty one point five. What do you think about the Colts being favored in this game? I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game. You were just talking <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers, I know, Super Bowl, but the, but best quarterback in the hey, league. Hey, Frank Reich's out. I mean, come on. I mean, the Colts. Well, have, I did not expect to see this line. Yeah, I know that 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 is that is an interesting line, but I'm still going to choose the Packers. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't root against them. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Packers in this game and plus one. I, I can't see the Colts winning this game, even at home. It's not, you know, it's how far of a ride is it from Green Bay to Indianapolis? Yeah, not, not too far. And it's inside, which also favors the better quarterback. And the better quarterback is Aaron Rodgers in this game. I, I'm just shocked that, that the Colts are favored at all. I mean, that that shocks me. Uh, over under 51.5, I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one right there. Uh, not with the Colts defense. Packers defense not playing terrible either. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Bengals at the Washington football team. They said this week they might not change the name. I know, which is pretty stupid. I mean, come on. Well, they essentially said whatever the fans, whatever gets the fans juiced up. I don't think this gets the fans juiced up at all. I mean, to be called the football team. Manchester City, Washington (laughs) football team, you know, what's the name of, uh, what's the name of Barcelona's, uh, what's the name of Barcelona's team? Barcelona. Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's what they're going for. Yeah, but it doesn't work in in football. Yeah, that's true. You you have to have some sort of a, I don't know some 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 a logo logo or yeah like the steel. I mean like come on they had so many good ones you know the red tails I mean just call them the red tails and that's that's just done with it. it yeah exactly uh, but what do you think Bengals it's a pick them mm. Bengals at Washington is a pick them over under forty seven you know I, I would go with the Bengals in this one Washington has played well enough but the Bengals with Burrow I just you know I think I think they got it I I'm just gonna go to the well one more time with Washington this will be my third. Week in a row, I think, picking Washington. I think this is the game that Washington is going to win. It's going to be close. But with Alex Smith, I, I just I feel like they've got better coaching and a better team top to bottom, as scary as that sounds for Washington. But I think Washington is going to win this game. So I would take them uh, to win as a pick em. Next up, finally, a nice, good game of the week. Tennessee Titans at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six with the over-under 50. But the Titans... Given or getting six points at mm-hmm. Baltimore, I could see the Ravens winning this one, especially after that disappointing game against the Patriots. I think they're going to turn around and win this one against the Titans. What a fun game, though! I love mm-hmm. the downpour, just the nasty, oh, sloppy yeah, mess. Ah, uh, Ravens got to turn around and go to Pittsburgh on Thursday. Do you think Ooh. that impacts this game at all? I don't think so. I think they'd rather try to win this one Ooh. and see what happens against Steelers. I'm going to take the Ravens in this game to win. But I would take the Titans plus six. I think this game is going to be a lot closer. This is do or die for the Titans. Titans go to six and four after this in the AFC. Yeah, they can still lock up a playoff spot, but it's, it's, it's getting a little bit problematic after starting with a five and oh or six and oh, I think we're five and oh when they face the Steelers. Uh, bunch of losses since then this yeah. is this is a falling big, off a cliff since then ben yeah i like it <laughs> i like it uh but yeah they, they've got to write this ship uh next up your mm, dallas yeah. cowboys nope, and your not mine. minnesota vikings <laughs> kirk cousins versus your dallas cowboys uh vikings favored by seven over under 48.5 um, what do you think about the cowboys getting a lot of points against the vikings you know I, I, I see the vikings winning this one the vikings are, have picked it up the last few games with delvin cook running the ball as well as he has i see them winning this one i think the red riders coming back in this game i don't care uh, but he's <laughs> you, know, you don't care about andy dalton yeah no he's out he's off my mount rushmore all right he's off your mount rushmore uh I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this game. I actually think the Cowboys, I would take, 
the Cowboys plus seven, and I think the Cowboys could have a chance to win this game outright. I think this is the game where the the Cowboys finally do something to turn it around marginally. Uh, next up, Chiefs at Raiders. The Raiders getting seven and a half points at home over under 57, but this is a big game. The Raiders got their entire defensive line on COVID protocol. They're probably most of them will come back for the game, but they haven't been able to practice. What do you think about the, the Chiefs, the divisional showdown? Chiefs all the way. All uh, the way? I, I, I Yeah. I, 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 they don't want to uh, repeat what they, what happened in uh, in Kansas City with that loss, which was which was pretty shocking. I I, I definitely see and the, the bus circling the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> did you hear about that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I guess the Raiders bus. Uh, one of the bus drivers was a Chiefs fan that had to take the Raiders back to the airport. The Raiders, the, I guess, the bus driver talked some shit about <laughs> the Raiders, so they made the bus driver drive the bus around the stadium a few times uh-huh. to sort of rub it in the nose of the fans and everybody else. Uh, John Gruden didn't think much of it, but I guess the fans got pissed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah I think the Chiefs are going to win this bet. game. I, I don't know if I would touch the, either the the money line or uh, the points or the over-under. This game, it's a, it, this is a tough game to call. Yeah, uh, Dolphins at Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos getting three and a half points at home over-under 46. That the Dolphins are for real. Uh, the Dolphins, um, you know, week after week, are getting better and better, and the Broncos are going the opposite direction. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, I can see them winning this one by more than three and a half. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they'll, yeah. get, they'll get some turnovers in this one. I'm going to take Drew the... Locke through four interceptions last game. We'll see what the Dolphins defense does to him in this game. Yeah, I'd actually take the Dolphins in the three and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd give away the three and a half if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm betting on this game. Over under 46. I don't know if I'd touch that. that. I'm not sure. Uh, next up, Rams at Buccaneers. That's the Monday night game, I believe. Rams uh, Jets, at Bucks. Chargers. Jets, Chargers. Oh, sorry. Jets. <laughs> I, I skipped over that. Yeah, well, that's Everybody, not, uh, that's, hey, it's that's like scrolling through your television, right? Well, These two teams you might want to skip. You know, that's Jets at Chargers. You have two wins combined. Chargers <laughs> are giving away 10 points at home against the hapless Jets over under 46.5. What was the last time the Chargers were favored by 10 against anybody? What do you think of it? You think the Chargers are going to win that one? I think the Chargers have this one. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm done. Yeah, I, I'm not going to pick the Jets again. No, I can't. I'll the take future. the Chargers. I'm not. I'm not touching any of the lines in this game. Uh, Monday night, as I said earlier, unfortunately, uh, Rams at Buccaneers. The Buccaneers minus four at home, over under forty eight. But the Rams at Bucks. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? That could be a good game. That could be a good game. Um, you know, both teams have been a little inconsistent. Um, it's a tough one, though. I'd say. I mean, if I had to choose, if it was my money on this game. I'm choosing the Bucks. What about the four points? Mm, Think you're going to win by four? That's uh, I'd say I'd say they win by seven. Yep, me too. Yeah. I'm going to take the Bucks minus four, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take the over forty-eight. I think there's going to be a bunch of points scored in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's find those Thanksgiving games. Oh yeah, Ben. Uh we got da, 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 we got da. a very important one. Wait, where are the Thanksgiving games? There it is. Texans, Lions, Washington versus the Cowboys, and then the Ravens and the Steelers, Ben. Ooh. Yeah, Texans and Lions, that first game right there. That's an interesting game. I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I would choose the Lions in that one as well. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Lions are out for that. The Lions are, are blacked out for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboy or Washington at your Cowboys. 
<laughs> they're not my Cowboys, <laughs> not at all. But what I'm hoping you... that I'm hoping Washington wins this one. I don't think they will, but I hope they will. Oh God! I mean, this is the Lions and Cowboys are ruining Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why do they? Is there, we couldn't get better games than this. No, yeah, exactly. Especially on a Thanksgiving where we actually most of us are going to have to wa- be able to watch the games instead yep. of yep. dealing with family and Not dinner be distracted. and stuff. Although Ben, if you're my distraction, I don't mind that. Yeah, but exactly. I may drive over to your house if I get if I get crazy over do here. It. Do it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the the Washington Redskins or Washington Football, football Club team. <laughs> Football Team in that game. FC Washington. <laughs> and then next up, Ben, the Ravens and the Steelers. This is a tough one. It's a division game, and we got some easy ones after this. You got the Jags this Sunday, and then you got that tough one on Thursday. Well, what did I say at the beginning of the season? We were going to split? Yep, that's what you said. Uh, so this would be the game we would lose, right? Well, the way the Steelers are playing, maybe not. Who do the Ravens? They could go 16-0, and 0, Ben. How would you feel if the Steelers Who went 16-0? and 0? Uh, Ravens are playing the Titans. Um, oh, if they went 16-0? No. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> without the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Know, you know, without going all the way. I just, I mean, it would obviously, obviously all the 72 Dolphins would, you know, they'd be all over the tail. I, you know, I, I feel for them. Yeah. You know, get those guys on TV, yeah. the ones that are still around. So I, I, I appreciate it for those guys because they get mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, what's going to happen to their record, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, I don't know that I would care if they were 14 to 2, 13 to 3, 12 and 4. <laughs> as long as they get to the Super Bowl and win it, obviously 16 and 0 is great. But come, no, you have to win. Come March, would anybody care? That they were sixteen and zero. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be the Warriors in the NBA with the best record all time in yeah. the NBA and then lose, lose in the finals. I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen to you. Happen to uh, the Patriots as well. You know, they're sixteen and zero. Lose season. to the Giants meant absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing today. Yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah. talks about it. Nope. Yep. I mean, well, it would feel good. Eight, they talk about eighteen and one. Yeah, eighteen and one. It's that one loss, yeah. and that's the biggest game. And it would feel really good. Don't get me wrong. Right after the sixteenth game. It would feel awesome, but right after we lose to the Titans in the playoffs, I wouldn't care. Or the Colts. Or the Colts. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Steelers. I I think the Steelers are playing well enough, mm-hmm. and they they're at home. But who do the who do the Steelers lose to? If they don't lose this game, who do they lose to? I mean, look at the Steelers' schedule. They might not lose if they don't lose this one. Uh, they got the Jags, the Ravens, the Washington yeah. football so team. So you win, you beat the, Bills, the football the team. Bills. They got the, the Bills, Bills. That's and a they got the one. Bills in Buffalo. And then the Colts. Yeah, actually have the Colts coming up. So we'll see how you fare against the the Colts. If if we have to lose one of these games, I would I would make it the Bills. The Bills. Yeah. You know, the Colts, nobody likes to lose to the Colts uh and Jim Ursay. But <laughs> if we have to lose if we have to lose two of these games, I would rather it be the Bills and the Ravens and beat the Colts. The Browns, the Bengals, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for the games. This or are you picking the Steelers or are you picking the Ravens? Steelers. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. That's it. Well, I got my 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 uh, sexy. Oh no, not my sexy six. My fantastic five. Oh yeah. Uh, tell us your fan uh, and, and tell the fans line. what this is. Why are we announcing? Why are we announcing this? You have this. Um. Well. Fantastic. I- you, it's well. The betting corner is usually yours, Ben. The only, the only at thing the end of I, the show. The only thing that I add to your betting corner is my parlay, my either my sexy six or my fantastic five parlay on the money line. You know, I like, I prefer betting low and winning big. Usually, I bet low and lose, <laughs> but 
I throw out these parlays as, you know, just a way to throw out down $5 on some games and you could potentially win maybe 70 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks. And that's how I prefer to bet. I don't, I'm not like you, Ben, you actually throw out a lot of money on there on a lot of games, but you're very good at it. I am not. So I just bet parlays. It's just fun and it's a way to win money occasionally. And uh, so my fantastic five for this week is I have the Steelers, Ben, Steelers, Chiefs, Dolphins, Chargers, and Patriots. Chargers, why do you have to throw the Chargers in there? Well, who are they playing? The I mean, Jets. They, the, exactly. That's exactly why. But even so, I don't care. Even so, yeah. So I'd have to look, at, have to look at the games. Game. This is for the Sunday games. Steelers, Chiefs, Dolphins, Chargers, and Patriots. You heard it here first. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's how I like to bet. I don't disagree. Bet low, win, win high. big. Yeah, we used to do the betting corner at the end of the show. Uh, so those of you that stuck around for that, we'd go through all the games and all the lines, but the shows were running a little long. Uh, so we're going to sort of combine this along with our picks, uh, which is the shortest segment. And Frane has hit. Did you hit any this year? You hit a few that last year, actually. Yeah, I hit a few. I, I haven't really paid attention, really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there, there may be money yeah. in my account. There, there may they, not they, be money I, in my yeah. account. Then, like sure. I said, it's not, you know, it, whether whether I lose five bucks or, you know, win 60 or 70 you know, whatever. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We're in the drinking portion. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week. And like we've promised over the past few weeks, as long as the Steelers remain undefeated and on their hot streak, we will continue to make spicy shots for you, Ben. And they're getting they're getting crazy. Th- well, this one is not as crazy as the one last week. <laughs> yeah, last week. Was, yeah, th- that, that one. I was afraid of what you were going to bring this week. Yeah. Well, that was that, that. I think that was maybe the spiciest <laughs> shot that we'll have. That was actually from an <laughs> from a jalapeno. We drank it from. Um, but Ben, you love these spicy shots. The Steelers are having their best season ever since nineteen. 19- so 33 at 9 and 0 and they could potentially go 16 and 0 the way things are looking right now. But like you mentioned if they don't win the Super Bowl that means absolutely nothing. But right now, let's just be happy with 9 yeah, and absolutely. 0. Enjoy the next few weeks. <laughs> and uh so uh tonight's shot Ben dubbed it. And it's a perfect name, the Steel Town Scorcher. That's a great name, Ben. The steel mills are hot, yeah. the Steelers <laughs> are hot, the shot is hot. <laughs> and uh in the shot tonight we have tequila, Ooh. as we've had the last few weeks, with some watermelon Ooh. juice, a little bit of simple syrup, a little bit of lime juice. And I was complaining about not having enough lime, so I, I definitely added enough lime juice this week. I complained about the crispness in the beer, and I was complaining about not having enough lime in the drinks the last few weeks. And uh, we also have a slice of jalapeno in the actual shot. Uh. We have a little bit of Cholula in the shot as well. Uh, we have tahine on the rim, and we also have a little bit of watermelon garnish on the side. Ooh. How does I, it look, Ben? It's a beautiful I would shot. I a little bit more Christmas. <laughs> I would want a little bit more Christmas. That's Franny's <laughs> shot. But, but the shot looks amazing. It does. It does. It is. I mean, it's, I mean, aesthetically, 
this is about as good as it gets for a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, tipsy bartender in his kitchen with his microwave behind him and his countertop and his giant jugs of booze in there. <laughs> He's got nothing on you. Uh, where'd you get the idea for this shot? Uh, it was online. It's an, it's it's online, actually. Yeah, I was inspired um, by, I don't know, one of the websites, you know, Googled spicy shots. This was one of them. Interesting. Uh, and you found the jalapeno as well. Well, the jalapeno wasn't part of it, but I just figured, you know what? It's a spicy shot. Let's add the jalapeno. All right. You want to? Oh, I'm not I'm sure. What we, I'm not sure what we should do with the jalapeno, though. Like, should we eat it? You got to eat it. So drink it and eat it at the same time. Yep. All right. All right. See how that. I'm like, I can't get uh, it out of there. <laughs> unless there's no toothpick in this shot. I, I, I think probably get the jalapeno in your mouth somehow uh, without swallowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll hear the Heimlich maneuver on the show if one of us decides to accidentally drop this right down our throat. Uh, but I, I don't know how else you could do it unless we unless we get this jalapeno yeah, out gotta, of there. Got to be you know got to be careful with it, I guess. So let's slowly sip it down. All right, here you go. All right, cheers, Ben. Cheers, cheers. and cheers to the Steelers. Cheers to the Steelers. I going ten and oh tomorrow. Oh, it smells spicy. Oh, smells good. It's it's almost like a sweet spiciness yeah. to it. Nice. Hiya. Ha. Ha. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Ooh. That was spicy. Uh. I can't talk. Wow. Uh. Well, my jalapeno was stuck <laughs> in the glass. <laughs> it was stuck in the glass. So it actually worked to my advantage. But then I decided, oh, well, let's just eat that jalapeno. Ah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that is spicy. I mean, we're. And both you thought it would be worse than last. You thought last week was the worst. This was worse than last week. Uh maybe you should have taken the jalapeno out of the shot. You gotta admit, this was worse than last week. Spicier for sure. Yes. Oh. Hmm. I hear some tonic water. Whatever's on the table. I'm just gonna grab a little bit of this tonic. Not bad. <laughs> Quite spicy. My nose is running a little bit now. Uh, quinine. And I, t- I, I took out most of the seeds. I still left some seeds. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you did. Yeah, I did. Left, I, le- I left a few. Just for that reason, maybe I should have taken all of them out. I actually think that the jalapeno and the seeds became part, I mean, it was inf- infused the uh, infused the alcohol. If I mean, it, it became part of it. Because even when I drank the shot, I was still feeling it. And then when I uh. ate the jalapeno... It was just uh, exponentially worse. But <laughs> the El Bocaron, the El Bocaron from Spain, the beer, yeah, the beer is not helping uh, cool it down any. Yeah, no, I think we need milk or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? that that's what kills the. Oh, but I gotta lick the rest that, of the tahini. Yeah, no, I have actually, no choice. That the, the tahini actually helps a little bit for some reason. Oh man! All right, go Ravens. <laughs> you'd want an even spicier shot no i was Woo! i was thinking of i maybe... thought last week's was going to be the worst possible drinking it out of a jalapeno and then eating the jalapeno yeah. afterwards yeah but this one was a little this bit this was right up there man wow i mean that had everything in it. i mean it had the, the the cholula in there as well on the finish i still have a little bit of cholula at the bottom of the shot Woo. glass and i think um <sighs> that didn't really help too much because it kind of hit me afterward yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is, that's good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's Steel good. I mean, Town, now that a few minutes have passed. You know, Steel Town Scorcher, that is an appropriate name for that drink right there, for sure. Yeah. That, and, that's that's like swallowing whew, just molten steel. Oh, yeah. And if the Steelers get to the Super Bowl, we will have... Fire. We'll just drink we'll just, fire. <laughs> <laughs> but we should have a whole bunch of these shots. We'll, we'll put fire on a stick we'll and stick it down up. our throats. Oh, oh excuse me. Burp. <laughs> That's <laughs> sorry, but this shot was uh, apologies out there. Ooh, that was that was intense. That was pretty spicy. Ooh. well, <laughs> how would a... you how would you rate this on our thirst to goal rating scale? Zero being the worst shot you've ever had in your life to ten being the best shot you've ever had in your life. Ooh. I think the actual flavor of the shot itself, with the watermelon, with the lime, with the simple syrup with a little bit of Cholula, probably would have been spicy enough. Uh, the jalapeno added maybe too much spice to it. We could have maybe gone without adding the jalapeno. I didn't think you were going to eat it. I thought you were going to chicken out. No, I mean, well, I almost choked on it. So, I mean, like, I actually spilled a little bit out of my mouth because it just, like, hit me like a clump. And then, yeah, like, mine didn't uh, come out of the glass. So I was yeah, lucky. no, mine came out. Um, you know, I, I have some of my jacket probably right here, but um, that was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. The shot itself was good without the jalapeno um i would say maybe a seven uh, but it keeps it's, it's actually keeping me warm uh, it's getting it's getting chillier right now i'm gonna give that i'm gonna give it a nine <laughs> because it, i it mean i enjoyed like struggling but i enjoyed all the flavors my nose is sweating uh i enjoyed all the flavors in the shot and the flavor was really really good it's just taking a little bit of time to oh. a little bit of time to get over it that's all that's all that's it. It'll take a few minutes, and uh, the scotch will be. Uh, I won't taste it, so I'll just have to give it. I'll just have to give it a rating, sans flavor. Uh, but yeah, that was a really, really good shot. It was. It was really good. It was interesting for sure. Whew. Okay, Friday. Thank you, uh, and thank Friday for taking these shots with me every single week. He'd be. He would be making some more flavorful, fruitful. <laughs> Sweet, interesting shots along the way. I don't think he anticipated that the Steelers would win this many games in a row. I, I, well, you called it at the beginning of the season, Ben. You said you guys would go fourteen and two, and you're right on track. But uh, so the Steelers will lose eventually, and then we can go back to uh, more normal <laughs> shots. Uh, but we'll get we'll drink these spicy shots until the Steelers finally lose a game. Hopefully not this week. Hopefully not Thursday. Uh, but Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week, which Ooh. is a scotch that you got, Ben, for me because you lost a bet. You said Antonio Brown was going to score a touchdown in his first game back in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but well, he, he did, did not. The, he did it with the Patriots with it Tom Brady. Your, it was on your birthday. You had a few drinks. You know, you're relaxed. You know, and you know those are the sort of th- the sort of mistakes you make. Yeah, I'm shocked I didn't say oh, the Glenn Levitt 21 will be on the table next week <laughs> if Antonio Brown does. And I'm like, you know, it's like emptying when... out my change jars in the house trying to come up with. <laughs> it's like uh, sitting at the slot machine in Vegas and getting served free drinks all night, and you're just throwing those twenties uh, into the uh, the uh, was it the wheel of fortune? The wheel of fortune machine. machine yeah, where you're hoping to get more than twenty quarters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in exactly. return. Ooh. Wheel of fortune. fortune. I haven't been to Vegas in a long time, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that that slot machine, which is my favorite slot machine, still exists. I'm sure. Oh, it does. does. Sonia sure eats a lot of twenties. Sonia's brother, Franny's cousin, got me hooked on that machine. <laughs> I used to be a flaming seven guy. Now I'm a wheel of fortune guy. 
Uh, so gamble, go to the slot machine or go to the uh, blackjack table, then go to the craps table. And then when you're too shitty drunk to pay attention to what you're doing anymore, then you just, you know, stick your money in the slot machine. Yeah. Max bet and just wait for the wheel of fortune. They get excited, even yeah, though it's yeah. going to end up being 40 quarters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's just about to land on 1000 quarters. And then the next tick over, I think is the 20 quarters. And you, you, you still think you won big because yeah. you, you got you got to hit the wheel of fortune. At least you got something. <laughs> uh, but Franny, what uh, what do you know about the scotch? I don't know that much, Ben, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> you have the information first. It's the Glen Roth's Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years. Yes, it is. And they don't have a lot on their website, which is really? good. Really? But because you did your research before you got this scotch I for did. me, Ben. I did. I went and to... it comes in beautiful packaging. The bottle is different from any other scotch bottle that you'll buy on the shelf. It is a nice, short, round, fat bottle. And... Uh, what kind of information do you have for us? It is matured. This is the Solio connection from Glen Ross. It's matured only in sherry, seasoned oak casks, and bottled at natural color with a character of vanilla, melon, and cinnamon. Uh, one thing to know that I did find out about this is they use sherry casks from Spain. And in Spain, with this particular sherry, that they believe that the casks, uh, the, the casks that they use fermented this type of sherry, Rather than taking the grapes and making the sherry from the grapes in the traditional way, they actually take the grapes and lie them out on these huge grass and um, wooden mats to dry, to dry the grapes before they make the sherry. And it leads to a thicker, more sweet, more robust uh, sherry. And it also finds its way into the casks. So that was something that I found interesting. Uh, The character... Light fragrance, banana and vanilla. The aroma, I'm sorry. The taste, banana, lemon, and melon with a hint of cinnamon. And the finish is long and sweet. Gala melon with light spice. Uh, The Glen Ross house style is showcased through the 12-year-old scotch. All of the flavors come from the balance of a different sherry seasoned casks, giving a smooth and lasting sweetness. This is from Gordon Motion, the master whiskey maker. Uh, allegedly, it's uh, primarily vanilla with melon and banana, cinnamon, and light spice. Off to the right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Friday, Just a little bit. Little bit. Uh, but it was interesting to, to learn about the way that they, that, that you know, you see sherry casks, or you see oak casks, or you see bourbon casks. And it's interesting to learn the type of cast that they use, the type of sherry that they used, or the type of bourbon that they used. And in this one, they used uh, a much more rich, sweet uh, cask that was used to make a much more rich, sweet sherry. So allegedly, you get the, a little bit more sweet note, a little bit more vanilla, mm-hmm. a little bit more the melon and the That's banana. What That's what you'd expect. And uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it will be really, really good, although I don't oh, know. well. What what's what's uh, what's the price point for this, Ben? This was I think it was I think it was about fifty bucks. Wow. All right. You know, I mean I, I didn't expect uh you know, after that bet, I said a moderately priced scotch. That's I'd say it's I was thinking something between the twenty and thirty dollar range right there for moderate. I didn't want it to go too high on something that you lost a drunk bet over. Um but <clears throat> thanks though for uh <laughs> for for going out of your way and researching it that much and you know, spending a little extra on that. 
Oh, of course, yeah. of course. I, I, I think, yeah, I think it was about forty. I was, I was expecting like another George Dickel. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, uh, and I would have appreciated that because uh, you know I, I know that you were not in the right state of mind when you made that. Well, bet. you make a bet, you lose a bet. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine over at uh, yeah. at Total Wine. I like that four point six out of five stars. It looks like a lot of folks enjoy it out of there. Yeah, ninety five, whatever this ninety five number is up here on the left. I'm Ultimate not sure what Spirits that is. Challenge. Uh, so, you know, I, and I yeah. know you, and I've seen this on the shelf. I just, you know, I, I, I haven't have heard of it. I just never went after it though. Um, but I'm glad that you got it. I'm glad that you lost the bet. And, uh, you know, that's what we have this week. Next week, we actually have the Hickory Hill single barrel rye whiskey that we'll be trying on the show. Ooh, I can't wait. I know. I love, we love the rye, Ben. We, I mean, you know, we prefer them over the bourbons. Uh, we just love that extra spice on exactly. the finish and, uh, yeah, the Hickory Hill. That's a beautiful looking bottle as well. That's what we'll try next week. But Ben, let's, let's give, give it a Glenn taste. Ross. And I know, you know, I know that I'm more of a spicy hot shot, you mm-hmm. know, rye with spice. Oh, you're a hot shot, all right. And <laughs> and you know, I you're like I like the rye. I like the 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 the, the art bag and you know, the, and actually the art bag has a few more that we have to try. There's just oh, yeah. one that I really want to try. Yeah. Uh, the you know. The, What's that? The N, I think it's the N O A or something. Yeah, they have some. They have some yeah. good ones. Oh yeah, they have some really good ones. Um, they have one that's like two hundred bucks that I really want to try too. But yeah, we'll get maybe to if the Steelers win a Super Bowl, maybe. Um, and I, you know, and I like the 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 more spicy, peaty, smoky, and I. But I also know that you like, you know, a smoother, a nice, more refined drinker, scotch with the more fruity, not fruity, but the more, you know, like vanilla. Yeah, no, last Fruit, night, last and, night and less actually, of the spice. So I wanted to get you because I because it was your bet. So I yeah. I didn't think, think it made sense for me to buy something that I would like. Well, I, I prefer the I mean I, so I would I prefer, hope, so but I, was, I do like those as well. The ones with the more uh intense flavors too. I mean, I, I really do like the the Isla Scotches. Um, but I, I like you said, I definitely do enjoy something smooth, easy to drink, goes down. You know, with a cigar, not that I, I'm a huge cigar smoker, but something that, that you know, you can just yeah. sit back and relax after a day of a, you know, just to unwind after a long day of work. Yeah. So I swallow my pride and this, I, hopefully. Yeah, the bottle is beautiful, Ben, and I appreciate it. And Let's uh, do it. I'm glad that I won the bet. I'll see if I can smell <laughs> And it. I knew that I was going to win the bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did score a touchdown with New England last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that game, though. All right. Oh, it smells nice. Oh, it smells. Oh, I definitely get the vanilla. Oh yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some of the a little bit of like raisin in there too, but it's a nice sweet sort of aroma. Oh, I mean it's it's very I mean it's a nice I mean it's a nice deep aroma though. It's not a it, I mean you can definitely tell it's a twelve year rather than a a, a younger. The more yeah, I drink scotch, some, the more I find like eighteen years is yeah, like the, the nice, most some nice fruity notes. Yeah coming from it and you know it's there's you know nothing burning nostrils it's very smooth um you get the vanilla a little bit of honey as well just a nice bit of sweetness coming from that yeah the more i drink scotch the more i feel like 18 Mm. anything older than 18 yeah it might be marginally better but it's never going to be so much better than the 18 like when you when you like give it a little bit of a stir you pull it away from your nose and you 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 stick your nose into the glen caring glass you almost it's almost like I do get the cinnamon. It's almost like biting into a fresh red apple. Yeah, I get the cinnamon. It's very, it's got a nice holiday spirit. It actually does. I mean, I'm getting a nice, like, fresh red apple from it. I don't know. Yeah, I get the cinnamon. I get the melon. Mm. I get the, very the melon, maybe a banana. 
Yep. But I definitely get the vanilla. It smells, I mean, it smells, it smells really good. I mean, it smells great. Well, cheers, man. Let's see how this thing tastes. But I mean, on the nose, very good. Let's do it. Sherry casks. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Can, it's got a beautiful mouthfeel. There is a nice, there's like a, a nice melon-y flavor wow. to it. Wow. And a little bit of a spice there at the end. Just a tad. That's good. That's oh, good. wow. So I really like it the mouthfeel, the, the, the sweetness, the banana. It's so smooth. Okay. I even get the lemon on the taste a little bit. You know, I could probably drink this whole bottle. Well, you are supposed to take this home with you. This was a, a lost bet. This shouldn't be in our regular inventory. But worth a try, though. Unless we sacrifice another George Dickel. <laughs> no, but that is... thats I mean, it's, it's extremely smooth. It's wow, that's good. Sweet. And it does really have that melon sort of finish to it, too, with a, just a little bit of spice. That is really good. That is a very good scotch right there. And I love the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great bottle. I mean, it's something that you don't, I mean, you see usually like the long, thin bottles. This one's just a little fat little bottle. It doesn't even look like there's, um, you know, 750 milliliters in there. It looks it looks like there's less scotch in there, but I mean, it's so fat that it fits everything in there. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and I love, I mean, it's just got a nice, smooth, full mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. And it's got a beautiful, sweet finish, but there's a little bit of a cinnamon or... Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember what that. Uh, there's a spice that begins with an a, with an A. I just can't remember what it is. Anise. Anise. It's got like anise, a little anise. bit of something there at the end that isn't cinnamon. That's got a little spice at the end. Mm-hmm. That, was, that is a very good uh, smooth drinking scotch. I like it. Mm-hmm. This is um, something that you could drink post production, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Arbeg's usually a little yeah, but, I, but you know, I like the the Yugadal and the uh, but I think I might drink this one tonight. Yeah, I think so. That is good. Wow. All right, Franny, where would you rate this? Uh, under a Thurston Gold rating scale of the Browns, um, I would say this is an eight. I mean, it is. I mean, the nose is excellent, and uh, it is just so smooth and so easy to drink. And it's almost, it almost has a refreshing sort of flavor. I mean, it, it, uh, they they have the I don't know, the melon comes out so pronounced almost at the end where it's almost like, it's like, it's just refreshing. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's missing that 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 tang, that sourness that you get from even a lot of 12 years. It's mm-hmm. missing that, yeah, but, I mean, that's that a, sort of alcohol tang. Yeah, but a very good description, though, with that melon. And, and, and you can really, you can really taste it. I mean, it re- I mean, I think it's the casks. I mean, I think it's the the casks that they aged it in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Very I like good. it. Where would you rate it though, Ben? I am going to give this an eight as well. Mm-hmm. Copycat. Uh, I am copy. <laughs> uh, it's really, really good. Although I think we've had a couple that that I would sort of, you know, in the Isla yeah, yeah. variety that I put a little higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, especially in the cold weather months, especially around the holidays, this is. Wow, with mm-hmm. a with a nice cigar, or just relaxing with your you know your friends, your relatives, your loved ones, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, delicious. All right. <laughs> so, we'll have to make another bet tonight. Um, what would you like to bet, Ben? 
Ah, let's see. Drew Brees tomorrow. Taysom Hill over under touchdown passes of three. Well, I'd say under. If you say over, you're crazy. Three or well, two. Let's say two. Two over under two. Because over three is four. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say what if it's at two? Push. (laughs) Because I I, I say two or less, but you would say two or more. So if it's at two, it is a push. Then Right. So if it's one or zero, you win. I win. Uh, If it's three or more, I win. We don't know who we don't actually know if he's starting though. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's been rumored that he's, he may start. Let's say if he starts the game and gets to the to the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and he's still in the game mm-hmm. as the primary starter, the over under two. So you're saying under under two. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Two is a push. Mm-hmm. I'm saying over three, and this counts rushing touchdowns as well. All right. No, 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 it doesn't count right. You said you said passing. Oh. No, no, not rushing. I could see him scoring a rushing touchdown. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take three. Three I'm gonna take two or over. All right. So two is a push, three With gets passing. It. Yeah. Not not running. Yeah. Oh, passing okay. touchdowns. All right. I say under. All right. All right. It, so so if if I lose, I get you a nice gin within the forty dollar range, right? I mean, because most gins are actually below forty dollars. I mean, usually you can find a pretty nice gin for about forty or more. Yeah, you might have to get a full tank of gas if you're trying to find a <laughs> a gin that's over fifty bucks. You'd have to you might have to drive a long way. Yeah, so within the forty dollar price range for either a gin for me a scotch. Okay, fair enough. All right, all right. I think I I think I'm on the losing end of that one already, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. But we'll see. Uh, all right, Friday. What's next about a big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week, which is from. The beautiful little island of Iceland. Oh, thank you it is so much, Einstock, Iceland. Einstock, whatever they're doing at that brewery, they're doing amazing things. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's like, I mean, it is shocking how good the beer is from that brewery. I don't know where the hell they get their ingredients from. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever they can find between the rocks. I, I guess so. Whatever, whatever it is. Whatever but comes up in the springtime. Every, everything that we've tried For the three so months far, of good weather they have. This is the Duppelbach. Um, but we've tried their, what is it? Their white ale. We've tried their porter. We've tried the pale, uh, ale. pale ale. I mean, I mean, everything has been fantastic and we'll try this right now. All right. So hold tight, everybody. And we'll be right back with Einstock Doppelbach. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week. Like we mentioned, it's from Einstock, one of the best brewers in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Very impressive beers come from this little brewery. And Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us for this Einstock Doppelbach. Yes, chocolate tones and malted barley combined to create a long, mellow finish that pairs with all of your holiday fare. Whether you're sampling a brie, feasting on roast turkey, or splurging on chocolate cake, the subtle chocolate and mellow whiskey aftertaste of Doppelbach is perfect for the holiday celebrations and long winter nights. Iceland in the spring is pure magic. A golden sun, ice fields as far as the eye could see, partially frozen waterfalls, and blue glaciers capped with fresh snow surround the adventurer. 
at Einstock, they craft a seasonal ale whose rich aroma and chocolate tones would pair with a winter feast fit for a Viking. The caramel sweetness and smooth fullness pairs perfectly with strong cheeses, roast turkey, brisket, pork loin, lamb chops, ham, venison, not for the vegetarian here, <laughs> short ribs, duck. Have you and- had venison? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I've never had venison. Oh, it's very good. Is very good. Fresh, very good. Mm-hmm. It's a little gamey. What about duck? Oh, I've had duck. I'm not a huge fan of yeah, duck. Yeah, I've had duck. Not very good. No, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of duck. Uh, Icelandic family fa- favorite. <laughs> you want to give a shot? You want to give that a shot? Ham, Hamburger. <laughs> I don't know what that I is. Know. I don't know what that I'm is. I'm guessing it's a kind of beef, uh, but I could what? be wrong. Let me Google that real yeah. quick while you finish up. Once the main course is finished, Reese for a second. It's subtle. Chocolate and mellow whiskey aftertaste combined splendidly with chocolate cake, creme brulee, ice cream, and tiramisu. The rich, bready malt of their winter brew will leave you satisfied and warm from the inside out on a cold winter's night. A rich history of tradition in each and every sip. The alcohol by volume is 6.7%. The key ingredients are Munich malt, Pilsner malt, Crystal malt, Chocolate malt, and Bavarian hops. If food pairings, we just went through all of that. The tasting notes, a caramel sweetness and smooth fullness combined with subtle chocolate and mellow whiskey aftertaste. It's a delicious, robust beverage with a warm finish, perfect for holiday celebrations and long winter nights. Ooh, that's a lot wait, of information. How do you spell it again? <laughs> Ooh, I, the, I'm not even going to try that. Wait, wait, where is it again? Now there it is. The Hamburg. Hamburger burger, <laughs> hamburger burger. Oh, there it is, right there. Okay. Hamburger burger. Uh, from Iceland. Uh, let's see what. I mean, it looks good. Whatever it is. Um, they like their meat over there, apparently. First stop. All right. So, oh, it just shows a whole bunch of pictures of stuff, but um, so what's in it though? It doesn't. So it, doesn't, it just shows pictures of. I mean, it looks it looks like ham almost. I don't know. It looks like almost like a ham. Whatever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of beef though, so maybe it, maybe they have a lot of uh, ham products. Oh, uh, but yeah, the the beautiful label has what is that? Uh, it's a Viking with the, Rudolph's nose. Yep. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, please guide us to the bar tonight <laughs> and home from the bar tonight on our snowmobiles, or as they say in Canada, our snow machines. Ah, well, Ben, you're, you're taking a a quick swig of the air bucket on. Now you're Clear going, my palate. Now you're going to the Einstock, and uh, let's. Oh see, wow! Let's see what we got on the nose. Wow, here. wow, wow! Oh yeah, it is nice and. I mean, it's got a nice chocolatey, full chocolatey coffee sort of you know uh, scent. Bready. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a nice nose on it. It's almost like the porter that we had. Oh, that, that smells, smells really, really nice. nice. Mm, you can you can smell the quality in that right there. Mm. Mm, and the color. It's Bjork approved. That dark, almost coffee, almost like a, uh, a dark cola, you know? Very nice. Well, it's got, yeah, I mean, it has the, it has the, uh, the color sort of of an iced coffee almost. Uh-huh. And uh, has, has, has a good amount of head on it when you pour it in. Oh, here we go. Oh, you talking about the Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, it looks like there's, just, it looks like there's a lot of carbonation in there. But well, we got seven percent, yeah, alcohol, six point seven. 
And the tasting notes, caramel sweetness, smooth yep. fullness, combined with subtle chocolate and mellow whiskey aftertaste. <clears throat> I'm really wondering if we get the, the whiskey aftertaste. Uh, delicious and robust with a warm finished, perfect for the holiday smells celebrations nice. with a long smells winter night. Smells good. <sighs> smells nice. But we haven't had anything from this company that's been bad. So let's taste no, yeah. it. Everything has been <clears throat> delicious and I was excited to see this on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I always look for different ones and I'm like, yeah. hmm. no, and they haven't had anything for a while. And I, and I always look for something new from Einstock and they finally had this. It was, on the, end, it was, it was on the end cap. And like when I went down the aisle, I didn't see it. But then I, I I walked to the end cap. I'm like, oh my god, there's something new from Einstein. Yeah, and I, was so I described it right off the shelf. Like I'm out of here. I know what I want. Yeah, and you said end cap, and it gave me like f- yeah. terrible flashbacks <laughs> to my 15 years working in grocery stores. Ben, are you gonna do the end caps today? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, whoever did the end cap did an excellent job. There's a lot of well, stuff. Well, refilling the, the end caps is but the pain. I, you know, people just don't know how good these beers are from yeah. this brewery. I mean, they like they think I like Iceland. They're like, oh, this can't be that good from Iceland. I mean, they have no trees or anything. There's yeah. no hops. They have nothing over there. But everything has been good. Yeah, really good. All right, cheers, Ben. Let's give it a shot. It's good. Lacks crispness. But I didn't expect crispness from a dark beer like this. But it has a nice, mellow... Nice, chocolatey flavor. Yeah, a nice, chocolatey, coffee... A little bitterness. Slight bitterness on the finish. But there's a nice thickness to it too. I mean, oh, on a it's cold a nice winter night. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I like it. In I like it in Reykjavik. Oh. You're sitting at a bar in Reykjavik with your friends out there, arguing watching, about uh, <laughs> you know, arguing about whether or not the social welfare state is yeah. sustainable. <laughs> and Husavik, <laughs> who's paying all our pensions? <laughs> yeah, that's that is. I mean, this is this is. Oh, what I you get would, the I get the whiskey aftertaste. I, I, mean, I, I get it. I get it. I just got it. I could definitely sit at a bar in Reykjavik. It got to be cold weather though. Or gotta Husevik, be cold weather or whatever Vic. <laughs> Something Vic and Mike Vic. Gusevic, <laughs> Dakovic. I could just sit at a bar and just drink. I mean, it's 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 almost like this. Um, I don't. Know, it's, it's it's just a fulfilling sort of beer after after eating the hamburger burger. You you drink a little bit of this and and. You're good to go and talk with your Icelandic pals. Let's see. We got, uh, yeah, food pairings, chocolate. brisket, pork loin, lamb chops. I mean, this would taste great with any one of those. I mean, those look right at there. it. I mean, it's every meat in the planet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Brisket, it, it, it pork loin, lamb chops, turkey, ham, short ribs, duck, <laughs> polar bear, <laughs> polar bear, whatever. They didn't left out chicken and the hamburger. Chickens can't survive over there. Hamburger. Hamburger. It's got a Hamburg. Hamburger, Hamburger. I mean, two G's in a row. Yeah. That can't be right. <laughs> a typo. But um, it's good, though. I mean, it's got a nice, thick, meaty mouthfeel. It's got a robust sort of chocolate flavor. I'm not... I don't get, I don't get much of the warm finish, but I just I like the get... creaminess. There's a nice bit of creaminess on the finish as well. I mean, you know, the... When it initially hits your tongue, you get the chocolate, you get the you know, that coffee, but then that nice creamy finish, almost like an ice cream sort of creaminess to it, which is very nice. Yeah, when it's minus ten outside. Oh yeah, this is perfect. And you're you know you're with your buddies at the bar. You got to go outside for a second. You know, put some quarters in a meter or whatever, and you and you get that. Oh my god, it's freezing cold. And you go in. This is what you want. Yeah. You don't want a, a 
you know, a light lager sitting in front of you. You want this. Yeah. I mean, if, if your last name is Ragnarsson, this is what you're drinking. Yeah. If you're fighting to take back Bevenberg, <laughs> this is what you want. Oh, uh, you feel like a Dane. <laughs> yeah. If you have a nice giant piece of meat in the left hand and this in the right hand, you're good. No, this is good. I mean, I, I mean, everything from Einstock has been top notch. I mean, you know, it's quality beer for anybody out there. I mean, if they have Einstock on the shelf, no matter which offering it is, give it a shot. You will not be disappointed with anything from this brewery. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, Franny, what would you rate this on our thirst and goal rating scale? Mm. Zero being the worst being uh, Boddington's. Yeah. And 10 being. Or that Kenyan one that we had last week. Oh, that Kenyan yeah, one that was Kenyan pretty was bad. not pretty good either. Yeah, yeah and they retweeted us, too, so I feel oh, bad. Did? Oh, yeah, I feel terrible now. Uh, and the 10 being, do we ever have a, do we ever have a, uh, the Bocaron to me is a 10. Oh, we've had, we've had 10s on, on here before. I mean, there, there's been, uh, there was that one French beer that was really good. Um, that piney beer from yeah, that, that, that Austrian. Rot, that uh, Ruthouse, uh, which was also very nice. Um, there was a couple other ones. Uh, there was an IPA, the, the Pliny. Was a oh, 10. the plenty that, was that, 10. That, that plenty was a ten as well. Yeah, this, that was, and this Bocaron I'm drinking to yeah. me to me was a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this I would say is it's, it's not a ten only because their other offerings were also very good. That was a, there was also the El Segundo uh, beer that was that was very good. Um, this one I would say is in eight as well. Um, I would say their 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 porter is maybe a little bit better. Um, and their was it their white ale? Oh, that's a good one. That, that was also a very good one too. Um, so maybe not maybe not as good as those. And there was also the oligoshes that we've had that were also you know tens really as well. Uh, so I would say this is this is up there. It's an eight, a very good beer, especially for the winter months. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine because I'm I'm rating it on what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a winter beer to be paired with cold weather, and you know meat and just just a an Arctic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think this is about, you know, if, if you can't drink Guinness, if it's too much for you, mm-hmm. this is something that you could definitely drink a beautiful, in the winter months. Beautiful creaminess right at the finish. You know, nice, thick beer. But I love creamy. that creaminess. I love that dryness. Yeah. I love that chocolate, you know, with uh, combined with a slight bitterness and that slight whiskey aftertaste at the end. Yeah, I mean, this is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And beautiful packaging, beautiful label. Oh, of course. It's from Iceland. <laughs> I mean. Bjork would be proud. They have everything. Everything is very square. You know, they have all their desks are very, yeah, you know, yeah. linear. Yeah, yeah. And they and they have a lot of time to, yeah, yeah. to, to think of all of these things. Their apartments are, you know, partially well, funded lined, lined by the IKEA, government lined with ikea furniture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's a, it's actually a, 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 I, I uh when i was a kid we had a uh a gentleman that we knew at a, a community that was close by to to where we lived the first person i ever met in my life probably the last person i ever met in my life from iceland and they spoke very very highly of it they they spoke very highly of their mm-hmm. food as well as their their beer uh and i i Definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, they, they know what they're doing when it comes to beer over there. Yeah, you know, if, if, if you know, Ragnar, that's just a nice name right there. You know, <laughs> Ragnar. <laughs> no, that's, that's, you know, I, I watched Vikings for a while, uh, but Ragnar, that's a nice strong name right there. That's a nice strong Icelandic name. 
Yeah, I'll take it. I guess. <laughs> Utrid. All right. Utrid. <laughs> Utrid of Bebenbach. All right. You are at an eight. I am at a nine. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add for NFL week 10 and week 11? as well as the beverage tasting of the week. Well, I see another spicy shot coming next week. That's for sure, Ben. <sighs> well, I mean, we have two games, right? So yeah. the Steelers play tomorrow and well, they if, play on if, Thursday. So if if they, they win, win Sunday and if they potentially lose on Thursday, we're still making a shot for that Sunday win. Okay. It just won't be as spicy. It'll be a semi-spicy shot because if you do lose, we can't make it as spicy as tonight's shot. I mean, do you think they have a chance to lose to the Ravens on Thursday? Of course, it's a football game. They can win or lose. I mean, well, that's true. But I mean, you know, the Ravens, yeah, they're not playing as well as they did last year. But mm-hmm. it's a quick turnaround for someone as old as Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I know he's a game manager and oh, dinking okay. and dunking down the field like Drew Brees. Uh, but you know, it is a tight turnaround for for an old for a team with you know, they'll be fine. Ben. Some older folks they'll on offense and defense. I'll be watching. I'll be watching for sure. All right, Freddie, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, folks, we did. We got you out of here in less than two and a half hours. Well, two hours and 23. We're, we're 20 minutes ahead of where we were last week, so that's an improvement. Next week, we can get to two hours, probably. Hopefully. Probably not. Uh, it's a show. We are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.busproud.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. Check out the show notes to get links to all the stories that we cover and all of the whiskeys, the bourbons, the browns, the gins, everything that we review. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. And you can download and leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. How many stars on the review, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Only five stars. Five stars. Bash it, pound it, crush it, put it under your foot, and just slam that five-star review button down you can email us at podcastersandgoal at gmail.com you can call us at a link or you can get the phone number uh, from the show notes and give us a call if you have any recommendations or questions or comments about the show you can follow us on my mediocre twitter account at goal thirst and on friday's amazing photography hasn't been that amazing it's pretty amazing Uh, no. You know, he'll post, he'll post the, the Browns, you know, sometime around Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, depending on how he feels that <laughs> no, week. Usually Sunday. <laughs> at their stand. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, and check out all the photography because the photography, Franny does all the photography, the shots, the beers, the scotches, the bourbons, the rice. He does all the photography and it's really, really good. So please check it out. Franny, anything else to add before we finish up the show? Thank you so very much, everybody, for listening out there. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.